El Horrible. Horrible. El Horrible and Vidabla. Give them their props. Let me uh, add uh, the core dip. Hello, Mama. I'm not going to lie. I could watch Tukey all day long. Tukey's fantastic. <laughs> Tukey's amazing. I'm sorry. Could we talk Tukey a bit? I'm a Tukey guy. I'm a Tukey guy. Do you play with those breasts and, like, have fun with them? Ray, I haven't stopped playing with these breasts since I put them on. Oh, my God. He's an idiot. Haka haka. I did text that to Shuley, Vince, and B-Dabbler. That this and B-Dabbler, who's that? <laughs> that's Ooh. our replay. The following program is of adult nature and may be inappropriate for persons under the age of 18. The following program is a adult nature. May not be suitable for some of my friends. It's time for B-Dabbler Live. Greetings, dabblers, and welcome to Be Dabbling Live. I am your host, 16-year-old YouTube sensation, broadcasting live from his mother's basement, high above the Rocky Mountains. My name is El Harible. How are you all on this fabulous Saturday morning? We have a fantastic show in store for you today. The great Dr. Steve is in the house. I never thought listening to Dr. Steve all the all these years that I would ever actually have a show and then have Dr. Steve on as a guest. I never thought I would be texting with Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve is a wonderful man and a great addition to our universe. We saw Dr. Steve recently in Detroit. We'll talk about Detroit. Cardiff Electric is here. Of course. OJ is here. OJ, how are you? I am great. I'm just uh, getting pumped up to the the music playing behind us. Fantastic. uh, Yeah, another great morning. I'm ready to go. Yes. If you have a chance to get your own theme song, get it. And get it by a band called Day Trader in Greeley, Colorado. They're a ska core band and they rule. They're the ones who who did my theme song. Thank you to them. Without... Any further ado, let me bring on the other two guests, Cardiff Electric. Well, hold on. I'm about to come. And the great Dr. Steve. <laughs> Dr. Steve, how are you? Okay, I'm finished. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I, I, I took care of that before the show. Cardiff. Oh, fantastic. Is that, do, you, do you recommend that people do that? Is there, is there a medical benefit to yes. pleasuring yourself? Yeah, there's some there is some data that uh, the more 
especially men my age, ejaculate, the less likely it is that they'll develop prostate cancer. So. I told you! See? <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, can you do it too much? Is there any truth in the theory that you could either have uh, hairy palms or go blind? Now, if it interferes with meals, you probably have a problem. But other than that, no, it's uh, it's good for you. Are you what saying if, if you're losing too much weight because you're not eating? <laughs> right. Because you're constantly jerking off. And you're losing so much protein through your splooge. Yes. Then it's, you might. What be. if you're like Cardiff Electric and pleasuring yourself is actually food prep for your meal? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's great, great question. It's totally fine. Totally, uh, totally normal. We've already started off. On a disgusting area. <laughs> well, that's that's my forte. Hey, I, I did want to say I just noticed um, I made the opening. I never knew that. Is yes. it, was that just for today, or is it always no. been that way? Yes, it's always been that way. From DabbleCon, I yeah. remember that. I didn't know who you were. I, I sort of peripherally knew who you were, and I saw you in, at DabbleCon uh, yeah. before the show live streaming. And then you grabbed me, and I went, wait a minute, are you live streaming? I was like, get the fuck away from yeah. I'm so sorry I did that. I was kind of no, shitty. Please, no, funny, you should have. Yes, because I was live streaming, and I wasn't even asking people. I think I remember I was like, hey, Kiki Loco, take this. And I gave him my camera, and I, he probably didn't want to be seen or anything. No, it was, it was really funny. It was ballsy as fuck. And then you were, did some bedorable stuff. And this was all, listen, it was right right about a year no when when was february. that february yeah it was february so not a year ago and look at how much has changed i mean obnoxious john didn't have urine soaked luggage at that point right. and uh now now look at you guys cardiff was not yet the um what was the award that you won the the uh the, dabbler lifetime, of the, year. the dabbler lifetime achievement award thank you very cardiff much. electric lifetime <laughs> achievement award it was, it was called that <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win it next year? No one. I Line for life. The one and only. <laughs> yeah, it's for life. So anyway, it's amazing how much shit has changed. Yes, it is. It's, it's and I, I, the other thing that cracks me up about that opening is when John says, Bedabbler, who's Bedabbler? And, <laughs> and Carl just matter-of-factly says, oh, that's El Hillary. Oh, that's El and it's like, Duh. Like, like, how do you not know that, right? Oh, oh, that's El Hillary. So anyway, next question. That was funny. Guys, if you want to call great. in. Nine sorry, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I'm fanboying out. I'm sorry. We're fanboying out on you. We fuck off. On you all the time. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to call and ask Dr. Steve a question, maybe you have a medical question or just a question in general. I mean, Dr. Steve has been, I know he's been, you've been in my life like well over 10 years. Like when really? did you? first oh of course when did you first hop on i guess the first show you hopped on was opie and anthony correct okay and then, and then ron and fez came along and uh but yeah the thing with opie and anthony was back when they first started on sirius xm because at the time all sirius xm had for morning shows were those tampa shows like monsters of the midday and stuff like that right and and you know we were all like when are you guys going to get howard stern when you get and then they had uh this announcement this opie and anthony i remembered them from bill o'reilly after they got fired right and and so i listened to the they had a little interview show uh, weeks before they went on and i was like well this sounds interesting and uh I just fell in love with Opie and Anthony 
uh, from the get-go, even though the beginning, if you remember, Sirius XM was, was a little rough, uh, but sure. it's all technical stuff. Well, anyway, uh, they were very accessible back in the day, and uh, <clears throat> they were on AOL Instant Messenger. Right. And uh, I ran into Jim Norton on AOL Instant Messenger. Really? And, yeah, I was just like, hey, I love the show. And I remembered him from the Colin Quinn show. You know, where they um, uh, tough crowd, tough crowd. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> so he said, are you really a doctor? And I said, well, yeah, I am. And uh, he said, well, I've got a lump on my scrotum. Can I, can I ask you a few questions about it? And so I answered his questions the next day. He went on the air and said, yeah, I was talking to some doctor in Tennessee uh, about this lump on my scrotum. And Anthony went, yeah, because, you know, we know all the best doctors are in Tennessee. And I was like, go fuck yourself. At that point, I was editor-in-chief of a national medical journal. I had all these publications in the national, you know, international medical literature. I was, you know, faculty at a decent university. I had a decent portfolio. So right. I called the show, and I think I got E-Rock, or it might have been Danny. I'm not sure who it was. I said, what is your fucking fax number? Because this was you know, this was a long time ago. Sure. And uh, so I faxed him my CV, you know, my resume. And I think they thought it was funny that I did that. And so they started calling me for stuff. Yes. Like, Is it safe for E-Rock to do the cinnamon challenge? And I would say no. Right. And he would do it anyway. You know, that kind of stuff. And then after a while, I started being on the air and et cetera. So uh, October uh, sometime in uh, September of 2007, I think it was, Opie, uh, we've got golden tickets for the weekend show, the Saturday Night Virus. If anybody's got an idea for a show, let us know. Well, Steve Carlisi, God rest his soul, was a good friend. And I knew if I emailed him, he would email me back. Sure. So I emailed him. I said, I got an idea. I had to make up a name just right then because I wanted to get it to him. I said, well, I will call it Weird Medicine. We'll talk about your, uh, I'll tell weird medical stories and I can answer questions from your audience that are all out of shape. That is awesome. Yeah. And he said, I like the idea a lot. Let me run it up the flagpole in October uh, 13th of 2007. We did our first show in New York. And I. I was sitting in Anthony's chair, <clears throat> and Anthony was there. He decided to show up with his girlfriend, Melinda. Sure. And I was freaking the fuck out because I'm going to do my first show on Sirius XM with Anthony sitting there, and I'm sitting in his chair. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, after it was over, I mean, the, it, it went way better than I could have imagined. I had like 20 topics. We got to two of them. And they were like, you got to quit doing topics. You got to start answering phone calls because the phone banks were just absolutely slammed. And I bumped my first guest, which was E Rock. Oh, there you <laughs> so go. I, I was legendary around there for that. It's like Dr. Steve came in, did one show, and he bumped E Rock. That's awesome. <laughs> so, well, E Rock failed to appear on WATP. Yes, he did. Weekend, or this past week. So you definitely. Uh... Yeah, well, he had a good he had a good reason, but anyway. Oh, I had he, no idea. I don't know. That. Yeah, but um, the uh, yeah. So Anthony came up to us afterward and said, "That's the best first show I've ever heard." And the sad thing is, we never got any better after that. <laughs> we did a, a great first show, but 
or you know, ten thousandth show is still no, no better than the first one was. That's was awesome. Yeah, so you a, know for a fact that October thirteenth, two thousand seven, was your first show. I, it was the twelfth of the thirteenth. Yes, twelfth. Okay, because I kind of want to go back and uh, take a listen because I'm sure I've heard it, but uh, just I, I don't remember that. But that's crazy. So you're yeah. actually coming up I, on anniversary. We should yeah. be doing that on a Foundations of the Dappleverse. Yes, oh, we yeah. should. You want to? I yeah. think we should. I think we should cover that. <laughs> I have first... photo. I have photographs from that night. I don't have any video. We just video wasn't a thing. I think I had a flip yeah. phone with a camera on it. Yes, yeah. flip phones. Oh well, no. They um. What was that other fo- uh, camera Black. everyone was carrying around for a while? Oh, it, oh that that I did that have one of those. It yeah, was like, that rectangular yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. What was that? I don't. I didn't have one, but I remember. Caller, thank you for waiting. You're on the air with Doctor Steve. Hey, speaking of Anthony, Anthony Cumia, can the doctor give us any updates on uh, what's going on with him in his current condition? Great question, JT. Uh, that's it is a great question. I I don't know what he has said, so I don't know what I can say. If you tell me what he has said, I can comment on that. But I just I don't you know I can't violate yeah. any sort of confidence. But um, what what has he told everybody? I think he's only alluded to a heart issue. <clears throat> okay. But yeah. nothing, no specifics. So yeah, maybe it's better you don't. Yeah, you, but is he, he is he all right? I have every confidence he's gonna be fine. Okay, is he still in the hospital? I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know Sorry, JT. Good question, but we can't really. It's uh, a great question. It will. In all of this, will be answered in the fullness of time. Believe me. Yes. Yes. Thank we'll you. learn. We'll learn all about it at the funeral. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Is Anthony at, at in, my is, funeral? Is he in hospice care? Is that why he's <laughs> talking to you? Thanks That's why I know so much about it. Exactly. Visit him every day. God, what is that like working in hospice? Like that has to just be the most depressing. Well, I'm, um, I do hospice about 10% of what I do. I'm a, actually a medical subspecialist called palliative medicine. Okay. And um, it's, uh, we deal with people with advanced illnesses from the beginning of their illness all the way to the end, whether they're cured or, or if they go into hospice. So uh, we often have that conversation, but I mean, it's, it's okay. This here, here we go. This will help with this. So anyway, hospice. <laughs> so uh, I, um, um, it, it's very rewarding. Actually, I did primary care for many, many years and then did this on the side and then was board certified in my specialty and started practicing it full time. And uh, I, it's very rewarding because people thank you every day for the things sure. that you do because nobody else is doing the stuff that we do. Doctors are just as scared of dying as everybody else is. Sure. So I've sort of dealt with my mortality and uh, I've, it's, it's an easier conversation for me. And I don't want to get too heavy, but I was kind of called to do this. Um, and if, if you're my my mom, I uh, had a really horrible to this day, the worst death I've ever seen. And it inspired me to do this because I didn't want anybody else's mom. to go through <laughs> Exactly. That's I, didn't any, I didn't want anybody else's mom to go I through do, what my I, I do remember you saying that. What? I love to just something inappropriate. <laughs> I do remember, though, you saying that you went into um, uh, the hospice area of uh, medical because of of your mom. 
That's what, correct. What was her condition? She had a stomach cancer called linitis plastica. Oh. And they back then, they really didn't know what this is in the 80s. They didn't really know what to do for her. Right. So uh, she was, I mean, it's, it's it, it was really bad. She had like four different diverting ostomies. In other words, she had so many bowel obstructions. They kept operating on her to open it up. And it was, they were just open to the outside. And the last two weeks, she was basically begging to die. And, uh, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, if you're called to do something, if you don't right. do it, you end up in the belly of a fish. Just ask Jonah, you know, for the sure. Bible fans out there. So sure. anyway. Well, we appreciate so, you. Talking. I'm sorry. I, I just dragged the show down. No, no it, bummer. It's fascinating to me. And I, and I appreciate people like you. I have had. Um, uh, He's a fucking well, idiot. I've had relatives in hospice care. And yeah, you do. All you end up doing as the family is thank the doctor because no one else like I couldn't do that job. Like, yeah, I'm so glad there are people like you, Dr. Steve, because if everyone was like me and Cardiff and OJ, nothing would ever get done. Just- well, I'm right here with you, though. That's the weird thing, you know? Well, yeah, every every time you do spend some time in a hospital, you see a lot of people that like, thank God that that person's there. Right. Like even the guy that cleaning up the shit. Oh, yeah. In the especially hospital, that one. Especially that guy. Like the fact that he's there or she's there. The nurses that do stuff, it's its incredible what uh, yep. people have that calling. And it's got to be a calling. Almost everyone in the ho- that works in the hospital has probably been put in that position where they have to clean up some somebody's shit. Oh, yeah. Well, Except I'll that motherfucker you. in the parking lot. Why is it $23 to park? <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's what probably had to clean up. Hey, hey, get the, the hospital I worked too. at, the employees had to pay for parking. <laughs> wow. Wow, really? Crazy. Yes. Well, wasn't an aspirin like five hundred dollars in a hospital? So I think twenty three dollar parking is probably okay. Yeah, I can't defend any of that shit. Yeah, Mason in Portland, thank you for being a member or becoming a member. I appreciate that, buddy. And I oh, uh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot to mention. Oh God, Bijan Freeze. What was that guy's name? Eugene the Bijan Freeze. Thank you, thank you. Yes, he <laughs> gifted memberships on both channels uh, wow. last night. Uh, Cardiff Electric and uh, B Dablin. Thank you, whoever you are. Yes, thank you to whoever you are, Eugene. And there's Eugene Neil Breen. Thank you for the two dollars. Bark, bark. Can I go on a walk, please? Yes, you're a good boy, Eugene. Caller, you're on the air with Doctor Steve. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I guess Doctor Steve. How are you doing? Today? You've got. <laughs> Great. Uh, I wanted to ask, you did start off a little bit of a heavy topic. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I've had a grandfather, two uncles, and my dad have had both early onset dementia. Okay. I've, is there any like actual tests you can check? Cause I'm kind of, <laughs> is that hereditary? Well, let me, uh, uh for? you're asking for yourself. You're, 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 you're thinking yeah. <clears throat> when's my turn. Right. So here, here's the thing about screening tests. We could develop a screening test, say, for Huntington, Korea, right? That's what uh, Woody Guthrie had. The thing is, why would you want to do that unless you just want to know, are you going to pass it down to your kids? Because otherwise, we can't fix it. So knowing that, the, that it's coming, it's like, you know, 
uh, just knowing that the train is coming down the track and you can't get off of it. So I'm uh, uh, if you'll email me, I'll send you some stuff that uh, there may be some genetic testing that your family can do that. uh, But it's not common for uh, dementia like that to run in families. But there are a couple of familial versions. But just email. Go to drsteve.com. Click contact and email me or you can I just I give out my email I don't care it's drsteve202 at gmail.com and email me I'll get you some info okay now is there is there anything to okay, the okay. well sorry caller my 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 father is also uh, suffering with dementia right now and, oh I didn't know that yes well you would know if you ever listen to me when I talk to you fall asleep <laughs> laugh at me man you are <laughs> Is there anything? Nothing. Sorry. Is there anything to the uh, the theory keeping your brain engaged? Yes. Longer, kind of fights that off. Yeah, there's creating potato stuff on the internet. It's just like being a you know a disgusting fat body. You know, if you're a couch potato, you're at more of a risk of having physical ailments and keeping your screwed, Cardiff. (laughs) <laughs> keeping your mind you're a literal your... potato <laughs> True. i have no hope i'm sorry that was what an, un- that was an that? unfortunate metaphor sorry but um yeah there are some data that show that certain executive functions if you practice them and i think sudoku is one of them that uh can reduce or delay the onset of dementia so oh the opster should be in good shape then caller yeah, what do you want to ask <laughs> Well, I was going to say for what Steve just brought up earlier was the reason I wanted to ask is my dad and one of my uncles both started showing signs in their early, mid-50s, and I'm turning 40 in a week. So I'm kind of thinking I don't have a a super amount of time to prepare for that if that's an eventuality kind of thing. Yes, thank you. Listen, if it's if they have familial Alzheimer's disease, if you have a parent that had a mutated gene, then each child has a 50 percent chance of inheriting it. And you can see a geneticist for that or just again, email me. I'll get you the info. Hell, I'll even send the test in for you if you want, if you can't get your primary care doc to do it. Um, and I, I would be uh, okay. very interested in helping you with that because it could listen, you can flip a coin and get heads 10 times in a row and the coin is still a fair coin, you know, so it could be it, it, what happened to your family could absolutely just be, you know, shitty chance. But um, the important reason for you to uh, get the screening test for the genetic screening is to know whether you're passing that down to your children. If that makes sense. Okay, that's fair. Okay, yeah. And email me. I'll, yeah. I'll get you some info. Right. A- anything to this, Doctor Steve Seamox? No fake problem. sugar. I assume he's talking about aspartame and Splenda. Does that contribute to dementia? I've, uh, the, you know, I was always one of those people that said aspartame is the most studied. Uh, food supplement on earth and the vast majority of the data is either slightly negative or slightly positive which makes you think that it probably doesn't have any effect there's a new study out that i have not had a chance to read yet that uh, may have some negative effects but any negative effects aspartame has going to be 
pretty frigging you know rare and low level because we would really know about it by now because everybody is drinking diet cokes and diet sodas and stuff like that aspartame so many things that's a good point yeah you would think like there would be way more cases yeah yeah we would we would know if it was a big effect we would know about it uh so i'm but if you think about what is aspartame it's just a dipeptide it's two amino acids clunked together obviously duh okay but but I have and a study. You, I don't want to make you, I don't want to make you sound like oh, no. a fool, Doctor Steve. But everybody, I have a study in front of me right now. If okay. you can hear, I'm reading it. Everybody who's ever consumed aspartame eventually dies. No, a hundred percent. Eugene, so, Eugene the Bijan Freeze. Thank you for the two dollars. EWO, Eugene World Order. I'll, I'll make a drop for that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. E-W-O. What were you going to say, uh, Potato? I said I'll make a drop for that. I don't no, know. before I interrupted you with the Eugene. I eat cum? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Vol- I don't know. Voltaire 325, thank you for 199. Good morning. Wake up. Oh, God, white people. Stop it. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air with Dr. Steve. <laughs> Turn down your radio. Turn your radio down. John. Do you hear me? Yes, we yes. can hear you. Yes, we can now. There we go. Sorry, you're on speakerphone. Uh, hey, Doctor Steve, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I miss I miss Howard Stern yelling oh, at people for being on a shitty phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's not going to get better because my voice sounds like shit. Um, that's very so mellifluous. I heard. Uh, well, it is. I that's kind of why I'm calling. I think my lungs are full of fluid. Oh. Uh, a week ago. Came down with this cold, and uh, or whatever it is. Actually, didn't get it diagnosed. But my doctor was uh, Jewish and went away to Israel for a week, and then uh, okay. was immediately also gone for Yom Kippur. Uh, so I had to go to a clinic to get it treated, and uh, I think they only gave me like a, uh, a Z pack, a um, steroid, and some cough medicine. Well, that's and all. And now it's been like a week later. I've run out of all my meds. Yeah, still sound all like the AIDS brigade, you junkie fanook. Hey, let yeah. me ask you something. So, uh, is the predominant symptom with what you've got cough? Yes. Okay. And do you ever cough so hard that that you uh, it makes you know, either come close rattle. to puking or? Uh, or develop uh, a hemorrhoid. Or develop a hemorrhoid. Uh, no puking. <laughs> no. Okay. But, well, I, I, what I'm wondering is if you have just racking cough episodes because you know you could have had whooping cough. Yes. And whooping cough yeah, is so high. Having like phlegm. Oh, you talk. But now it's like clear for the most part. Okay. I'm just fucking with you. Yes. Oh, our phone it's, does have a slight delay, just so everyone is aware. Okay, that's fine. Point. I'm just fucking with them. It's. Uh, I'm okay. sorry. I don't want to ever make anybody regret calling me. So uh, <clears throat> the um, you could have had whooping cough, and if you did, the okay. inflammation in your lungs will last around four to six weeks, even after you killed the uh, the bacterium with the ZPAC. That's the problem with whooping cough, which is why I do recommend adults get vaccinated 
for pertussis. You know, the pertussis vaccine is pretty effective. Uh, you guys may remember when Anthony, yes. when he was still working at SiriusXM, had yes. had whooping cough. And uh, I, <clears throat> at that point, I emailed some of the higher ups and said, you've got to mandate. And I'm not a big mandate person, uh, particularly, well, we can talk about other vaccines that I'm really not in favor of mandating. But uh, Oh, no, you, not, we don't need this channel taken down. <laughs> you... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right, right. I was just going to make a a, fine. a statement about ivermectin that would get you taken off just to fuck with your channel, but I won't do it. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so I said you guys really at least need to consider having company wide uh, uh, pertussis vaccine. At least have them available because if this sweeps through Sirius XM, you're done for six weeks. Sure. All of your employees will not be able to be on the air for, for you know, a big chunk of that time, even if they get treated quickly. So it's a rough one. So that may be what happened. Uh, definitely follow up with your pro- provider. If you really feel like your lungs are full of fluid, then, um, then uh, yeah, a chest x-ray might be in your future for sure. All right. Thanks. Cool. Okay, man. I hope you feel better. Feel better. Thanks for the call. I'm having, <clears throat> obviously, I'm having allergies today. They're just killing <laughs> me today. Sorry, yeah. my voice sounds like shit. No, you please. You sound wonderful. And thank you for doing this, Dr. Steve. It's oh, yeah, been no. great so yeah. far. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Pogue, thank you for being a member for four months. Thanks for the Saturday content. Love the channel. Love you, Kenneth Pogue. I want to give you another uh, compliment, uh, uh, bedabbler please uh, uh trucker andy i was talking to trucker andy yes and he said i was watching uh uh bedabbling live uh, yes. with el horrible hold on and, one second caller and uh <clears throat> he said it's just like saturday cartoons for adults now yes that's awesome and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what we're trying to do uh so thank you trucker andy uh, this not so content. much like saturday morning cartoons is more like you know, a funeral, but oh, sure. Yeah, this is this is like when you woke up and there was like a major news story, and they took over all the the <laughs> networks on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. morning. What the fuck? Well, this is great. This is fascinating. To I me. remember when Kennedy got shot, and this is horrible. I was a little kid. I was so pissed off because they preempted Star Trek. That oh <laughs> god, how I was dare mad. they? I know. Mike G, thank you for the two dollars. Do you know how Anthony is? Any updates? So we did kind of talk about that a little before. I do remember, and people are saying in the chat, he said that he had a blockage. Okay, on Twitter, I believe. Okay, yeah. if he did, I can talk a little bit about what a blockage is. Sure. And we all know that Anthony has a history of cardiac stuff. He's talked about that multiple times on the air. Yes, and. Uh, so if he had a blockage in one of his coronary arteries, so you'd think, you know, the heart pumps blood around. It should be not need anything other than that. It's got, it's right. full of blood all the Isn't time. Constantly flushing <clears throat> like the lines and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't work that way. The heart no. it has to uh, perfuse itself first. It does it first. So as the, as the heart uh, pumps, blood goes out of the aorta on the left side of the heart. And there are uh, uh, a couple of ostia, there are holes where the coronary arteries attach. And so under pressure, blood is forced through those uh, arteries into the muscle of the heart. That's what keeps it alive. And they can, um, you've got a circumflex, a, um, a left 
Maine, and well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're making me is. feel like I'm back I'm sorry. in the anatomy I'm sorry. I'm physiology I'm sorry. I'm sorry. classes. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. So anyway, there are these blood vessels that feed the heart, and if they get blocked, then you can have chest pain, and if they get blocked enough, then no blood goes to that part of the heart, and it that part of the heart muscle dies. We will call it a myocardial infarction. And the way you detect a myocardial infarction through blood is that when those heart tissues die, they have certain enzymes that are only found in the heart because the heart is, it's a crazy muscle. I mean, just think about it, just beating constantly your whole life and never stopping until you die. And, um, and uh, so there are special enzymes in there that when the heart muscle dies, it released into the blood and you can detect them in the blood. So. So what you do with that is you go in and you do a cardiac catheterization, which is where you uh, take a tube and you stick it up in the artery in your groin, work it up into the heart. And then the, uh, um, the cardiologists are so good that they can actually stick that thing through the heart into uh, the coronary artery and then slip a stent down there and open it up. It's amazing what those guys can do. Oh, God. Well, we haven't even got to the gross stuff. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Oh, Dr. Steve. <laughs> we could talk about stint in the most hemorrhoids. Surgery was my favorite uh, place to. I, I it's love, amazing, isn't it? it? Before I went to school, I probably would have puked and passed out. But after learning about how amazing the human body is, yes, yeah, surgery and seeing the body cut open and all the insides and parts it's taken incredible. out and parts yeah. put in. Loved it. Yeah, it's Damn. amazing. And even then, we have a hard stop on how long we live, you know. Right. If it was just a matter of if we just had enough knowledge, we could solve any medical problem. No, it doesn't work that way, at least not with the technology we have now. Those people in the Ural Mountains that smoke cigarettes and drink vodka and live to be 120 years old, the reason they live so long is they never get sick. They're never seen by a doctor. It has nothing to do with modern medical anything. They just don't get sick. So if you want to live forever, don't get sick. That's crazy. Caller, thank you for your patience. You're on the air with Dr. Steve. Hi, Dr. Steve. I had a question because um, you seen Lady Die kind of deteriorate firsthand. Yes. yes. So when I see John, and I have a lot of experience with firsthand experience with uh, crippling alcoholism yeah. and it wasn't till i started mixing it with benzodiazepine Oof. that yeah. i really hit a rock bottom where i mean i'm just blackouts just like horrible like i haven't drank in years and that's awesome i also you know but uh congratulations it was like yeah when i see john i mean when i see john like there is I don't know, man. That's dangerous. I think benzos alone just destroyed Jordan Peterson. I mean, if you see him pre-benzos, he looks pretty normal and, like, smart. Now he's a lunatic, you know, on Twitter. But I don't know. I just think, like, you know, is John just, like, I don't know what kind of end game there. I mean, people always like, oh, he's going to die. I don't know that, but he's yeah. really going to deteriorate, I think, after a little bit. Uh, I've never examined I've never yeah. examined him. I don't know what medications he's on, any of that stuff. I can speak to your experience. And did you say you're sober now? Oh, he hung up. Yes, oh, he hung he up. Did. Okay. He said he has stopped. Congratulations on your sobriety. That's yes, awesome. Good job. That bud. is awesome. Um uh, <clears throat> mixing alcohol and benzodiazepines is a is very problematic. 
in that they both benzodiazepines like Valium and Xanax and stuff like that, Ativan, uh, they are central, both central nervous system depressants, and they're both very habit forming. And uh, what Lady Di had this now, listen, I didn't examine her, but I'm quite convinced that I'm right about this. Sure. Is she had a thing called Wernicke Korsakoff syndrome. And that is a it's a neurologic disorder that's caused by lack of a certain vitamin called thiamine or vitamin B1. And it causes this thing called Wernicke encephalopathy and Korsakoff amnesic syndrome doesn't matter. But uh, and they basically it causes an alcohol induced form of dementia. And uh, it's irreversible, and uh, it's a real problem. And I, that's what, I have not talked. I invited her son to come on today mm-hmm. um, when you sent me the link, and uh, I haven't heard back from him. So he's a pretty private guy, really. Sure. And he'll raise money for her for pens and coffee and stuff like that But every once in a while. But uh, she's last I heard, she was in a nursing facility. Uh, still thinking she was in the Navy, which she was very proud of her service, even though I think she was not honorably discharged, if I remember correctly. Was not the best uh, sea woman or whatever you call it. Right, right, right. But she was very proud of her service. And so she went that's like AWOL where, or something because she wanted to like think, go hang out or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. But she that's where she thinks she is now. From what I hear is she hmm. feel, thinks she's on a Navy ship. So. Still, because that was years well, ago. It was years ago, and I don't. Ha- I, that's the yeah. last I heard. Oh, that's the last you've heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I know. Um, what was it? Beige frequency or someone did a uh, a great documentary. It was like a three part series on Lady okay. Guy. I would watch that. He's yeah. a really good documentarian. I think it was beige frequency, and uh, at the end they had uh, your interview with her son Peter. Right, his name was. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Okay, I do need to watch that. Yeah, so I think... Because it's about me. Yes, exactly. You are <laughs> you are in there, and it's just fascinating. Yeah, Lady Di was fan, uh, so much fun um, to listen to. Oh, Obviously, no. like, what happened is tragic. Yeah. Um, but- we've, we've said this so many times with Whack Packers, and again, I'll throw the Opie and Anthony Whack Packers in there, the Lady Dies and, and Bobo. They all reach their peak of success at a time when they couldn't profit from it really yeah that's true so that? when you get a chance to support people like wendy or lady die or or yep. bobo uh send them some money don't send kevin brandon any more money send it to these people <laughs> they need it please there you go. they did so much for us they've given us so much uh content they've given us so many laughs give yeah them, give them a little bit a really of good point and continue to, you know, if you're looking up their stuff and still watching stuff from back in the day on YouTube. I mean, yeah, there's it, can, it still continues to go on. And it was the best content, in my opinion, were, were the Wag Packers on any of the shows. And speaking of which, when it comes to people like that, and this will be kind of inside for some, uh, but Dr. Steve, do you still talk to the Brooklyn Blowhard from yes. uh, Ron and I, talk, I talked to him this morning, tried to get him to come on. Yeah. <laughs> He is ill and uh, and getting some uh, doing some rehab, and he didn't want to come on, but he would like to sometime in the future. For oh, me. that would be that would he's be got awesome. some amazing stories of those days. There's no question about that. <laughs> he does. All right, Cardiff is going on a shit break. Yeah, the Brooklyn blowhard. Was a <laughs> he was a regular caller into the Ron and Fez show. Uh, right. Just 
exactly as the name uh, says. He was a blowhard, really. From Brooklyn. Know, reminisce. He was from Brooklyn. He used to reminisce about the 60s and 70s back in the day. This was a quarter, and this was things are such yeah. shit now. And right. I, I, I used to love him. So, yeah, tell him I'm a big fan, and uh, definitely give him my email and tell him anytime I would love to have him on. But how's he doing? Because he used to have. He I sounded know. great today. Yeah, he's he's had his moments mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, but he really sounded good today. Awesome. He, yeah. Good. Yeah. I, it's I, I, I was this close to getting him to come on. Oh, that's OK. No, yeah. please. I, I, I would definitely love to have him and you on uh, together. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. 100%. I've hung up on him several times in sure. anger over the years. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But but we're still buddies. And I I'm def- looking Stephen Weishaupt says uh please ask him what his iq is stuttering john says his has gone up yes so i yeah, actually I, played a clip uh i think i actually well i still have it but it, back in 1997 john said that his iq was 136 oh and now he is now claiming it's 65 160 165 somewhere in that area you know ballpark sure it all depends on which test you do. There are a bunch right. of different um, IQ tests out there. So if we were ever going to do, and I have offered on my show, I did on my live stream, and I've offered privately to, uh, if he trusts me and say Kevin, because he, you know, he gave a 10 to 1 offer to Kevin, my 10,000, meaning John, against Kevin's 1,000. Well, it's a blind got- mic. Well, okay, so so he did it with both of them then, because I heard him do it to Kevin. My God, he's going to be out a lot of money. So that's a great bet to fund. I told Kevin, you know, even if it's 50-50, let's just say it's 50-50, that's still a good bet if your odds are 10 to 1. Right, yeah. So I give Kevin the 1,000. Right. And he if he wins, he gets 10 from John, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Kevin gives me two or three and he keeps the rest. He didn't have to do anything but take the test. So yeah. I, but I would uh, I I would even take myself out of it because that gives me a bias. I would take myself out of there, find an escrow company that would hold the money and I could get the test administered that have to agree on which one they'd want to do. I would recommend either Stanford Binet or or the ways four or whatever. One of the two of those. These online ones are crazy. You can prep for right. those. Yeah. And so, I, I don't I don't trust an online IQ test. No. Especially a free one. Because then at the end it's like, hey, you're a genius. Now you should pay for this one <laughs> right. and really find out your uh, you know. I've fallen for that bullshit more than once, which must mean my IQ is pretty low. <laughs> Jimmy, I thank you for being a member for one month. Rest <laughs> in peace, Kumia booze, testosterone, not good for the arteries. Mm, I disagree. I think I'll oh, Dr. Chow's asking if Dr. Steve is a real doctor. Thank yeah. you for being a member for a month, Dr. Chow. Who is not a real doctor and not really Asian. <laughs> He's been fooling everyone, pretending to be an Asian doctor. The most well, Chow could be food. Doctor. He's Dr. Food. Dr. Food, that's true. I just assumed he was Asian chow but that's how my my mind thinks i guess shannon duffy thank you for the two dollars dr steve takes high or chinese hgh and weak testosterone no he does not that's vince the evil lawyer tukey's attorney i mean dr steve is looking pretty ripped no no so there's there's the chatter that writes every week that vince takes 
Chinese HGH and weak testosterone. <laughs> That's so <laughs> random. It, it is very random. Uh, Dave Daffler, thank you for the $2. Give blood before drinking, right? Mm, yeah, that's a lot of people feel that. But it, oh, it just the giving blood makes you lightheaded, and then the drinking makes you more lightheaded. So. Sure. Uh, Captain Kickass, thank you for the $5. Dr. Steve, why do dentists and eye doctors now take BP? Is there a legit reason, or are they padding the office visit bill? BP for a cleaning? They shouldn't. Uh, well, okay, yes. BP. Blood, blood pressure. pressure. They're taking blood pressure. They're not charging you for the blood pressure. What they're wanting to do is make sure that they're not uh, yanking a tooth on someone whose blood pressure is 220 over 120 because that's yes. malpractice. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, thing. my doctor just gives me baths and takes pictures, but I've never <laughs> had my blood pressure taken at the dentist. Uh, Keel, thank you for being a member for one month. Doctor, well, you are Steve. only sixteen, so that makes sense. That's true. Very his youthful coverage. appearance. Doctor Steve, his coverage of Lady Di was awesome. Oh, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Um, the word I, I think I put this up on my Patreon, and I'd love to get it out there somewhere. One, uh, there was this guy, uh, BPS Radio, and he had a show called The Radio Freaks, and he, um. Uh, would have half comedian, half porn star. So I'd do an hour with a comedian, half an hour with porn star. And uh, it was a, you know, it was a fun show. He asked me to call screen for him because we both use the same call in studio software for our call screening. And he, um, because he was going to have Colin Quinn on and he wanted to seem all highfalutin. So I call Colin, Hey, I'm call screening for, uh, uh, you know, uh, radio freaks tonight. And he's like, what, Dr. Steve, why are you call screening? It's like, I don't know. So, so anyway, I get in there and I, st- the worst, it's the worst thing that I've ever done to anybody other than chasing John off Cardiff's uh, feed that night with the Myrtle puppet. Oh yeah. Was uh, I put up, I called Diana or Banny and uh, I said, do you want to go on the air with Colin Quinn? She said, yeah. You know, what would I? Your and boyfriend. So, so I uh, put her up as Diane from New Jersey. And Brian couldn't resist taking a call from a woman. Oh, sure. He's like, oh, a girl. And so he clicked. And she monologued for about 20 minutes. Just, you know, Lady die stuff. And by the end of it, she's like, uh, so, so Carl, how are you? And he how just said, you? he just went, guys, I got it going. <laughs> he, he was so excited about having Colin Quinn on there. And I just completely he fucked it up. I, I put the recording on my Patreon. I'll ask Brian if maybe we could put it on YouTube. It was pretty funny. If you know the background, oh, sure. I, I was just dying laughing. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to love Lady Dice. How are you? Yeah. How I think, are you? I think John says that too. How are you? <laughs> Do you think there's something to the fact that all these people that we watch online have so many similarities? Like mm. a lot of them seem to be drunks. They seem to have the same kind of crutches as far as like language and well, we're all consuming the same shit. We're all influenced by the same sure. shit. We're all, it's, it's just such an incestuous universe. So. It is. It's crazy yeah. incestuous. Radish Diff, thank you for being a member for three months. TWO, FKB, give yourself a bell, Doc, please, and thank you. Bye, Brennan. 
I do have to say, there's nothing better uh, than order than going for a shit, coming back to the studio, and using your weird medicine Bristol school stool scale mouse pad uh, to see what uh, you've just accomplished. Uh, I'm always staring at it because I use your mouse pad, Doctor Steve. I do use your oh, shit nice, mouse pad. <laughs> but I cannot drink out of a mug. Yes samples of shit on it i really what, do. <laughs> what you do with it is you fill it up with coffee in the morning you sit on the pot and take your morning dump and then you can oh. rate your shit oh. based on the uh oh. the bristol stool scale rate i for. believe i believe the shit belongs inside the mug not outside <laughs> i am i think i'm shameful of my duty i never look at it and that's a mistake right oh. i should be looking yes. at it that is a mistake i can tell you that i yeah. don't think i've seen it in years I don't want to. I flush it as it's coming out. Oh no, I'm fat. I wish I could watch it coming out. I'm fascinated oh. by my shit. <laughs> if, it, it comes, if it comes, well, I'm not going to talk for Dr. No, Steve, I, but from my own experience, it, oh. what I know about poop, if it comes out smooth and just a nice color brown, mm. it should be good. If you have a dark, dark color or a weird color poop, you should definitely go to the doctor. What, yeah. what does it yeah. mean when your poo tastes like cinnamon, Dr. Steve? Oh. Probably. <laughs> Got... <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. I'd be worried. Oh, real. Thank you for the yeah, don't taste. Don't taste your fecal matter. Oh, uh, no. Smelling it is sufficient. Ugh. Looking at it. See, the thing is, I have a bidet, and so I don't ever see my shit anymore. Oh, oh see, there you go. Oh, the bidet is the greatest thing in the world. Everyone needs a bidet. Yeah. Stop wiping your ass with toilet paper, and you'll solve so many of the world's rectal problems. I agree 100%. But do you still need, don't you still need to wipe afterwards Not, just to well, dry yourself off? Yeah. Or, I've well, never used a bidet. Now, the, the really fancy ones have a fan and they'll blow you dry. Oh, but my God. You, uh, yeah, you could just use a tiny little few squares just to pat. Or if you do like me and you're scro doom scrolling Reddit, you just sit there until you dry off and then you just get up. It's that clean. I mean, it's completely wow. clean. There's nothing on the toilet paper mm -hmm. if you do it right. And Moen makes a, um, a toilet seat. I've got Moen days, dude. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> King of I surround bags. myself with Moen days. Why do you think I the bought the Moen one? Steve? I'm sorry? Does yours have the red knobs? No, no, man. No, it's it just has one knob forward and back, and it's that's got a vaginal uh, cleaner if you know for the ladies, and that works pretty good for the front of your taint, too. So, I <laughs> the vaginal setting, wow. <laughs> everyone go out and buy a bidet. But yes, I'm with you, Dr. Steve. I do buy Moen because of uh, King yes, <laughs> as soon as I saw they had Moen, it was like, well, I have to buy that brand, yeah, street cred. KOIB, he was the greatest. He is the greatest. He's actually still a part of Howard. He's one of the guys that Howard still uh, takes calls from. And well, that's good. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... I, that's what I hear. And yeah. if you do want a bidet, go to drsteveshop.com. Is that is that the right website, Dr. Steve? Stuff.drsteve.com. Yeah. You should oh, Thank you. Thank you, sir. And buy a bidet. Yeah. Riles, thank you for the ten dollars, Doctor Steve. You don't come to be dabbling live and talk to a man like Cardiff Electric like that. That's right? Yeah, I, I get the Godfather Respect. reference. I'm sorry, Dayla. Thank you for being a member for five months. Eugene, lives matter. Yes, Eugene. I don't know where this Eugene came from, but he's a cutie pie, and everyone seems to love him. Hmm. Cool. Dave Daffler, 
Thank you for the $2. Dr. Steve, is it okay to no. pierce my vast deference? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Can you show us your vast deference, Dr. Steve? Well, there's a vast deference twixt my... <laughs> anyway, it's... Um, no, I can't. Mine has been removed. So I had a vasectomy, and I said, take that shit out of there. Don't just clip it off because I didn't trust him. So so the vas deferens is the tube that goes from the testicle to the inside of the body, and it transports mature sperm cells to the semen. And uh, that's what you cut when you have a vasectomy. They can do a vas resection, or they can just cut it and turn it over on itself and burn it and clip it and do a bunch of stuff. The, uh, the old joke in uh, in um, uh, the urology circles was if you take two two pieces of vas deferens and put it at either side of the room, they'll figure out a way to grow back together. So you got to uh, be really got to be really careful. Oh, it's so gross. Jason, Dan, thank you for being a member for two months. Can I get uh, FKB? Bye, Brennan. Bye, Brennan. <laughs> And thank you to Vaping Dago with 20 gifted memberships. Whoa, thank wow. you. Vaping Dago. So Damn. much Vaping Dago. Caller, you are on the air with Dr. Steve. Hello. Hello, where are you the heart? Washington, you're on the air with Dr. Steve. <laughs> Who's on my party line? I'm going to try and connect you one more time. You're on the air with Dr. Steve. They're not there. Hmm. All right. This is going great. Dr. Steve, I had a, uh, another question, actually, that someone uh, in my family had asked. Uh, okay. It goes back to the hospice thing. They okay. had a relative in hospice, and as they were going, they just were kind of looking through this person and saying no, 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 until they literally died. Is that Are those things kind of common in hospice? You mean the, the, the person dying? They the were person dying. Yes. Ask my my relative, and just going no, no, like like no, like I'm not ready. You know, like that. Yeah. Was the person that's what like my so they see something coming for them. Right? Is that well, maybe they saw something coming for their family members? Sure. Coming behind them, you know, some creepy. You oh, know, sure. No, I don't. Th- <laughs> well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And they're like, no. Is that leave them alone? Is that kind of common in a hospice? Yes. People start. Delirium is very common. At least that's what we'll call it. Right. Um, There, you know, I listen, I have an open mind about this. So I just haven't seen any evidence that there's anything other than it's just delirium or weird circuits in the brain. They actually did a study on people who had near death experience. People always commonly will say that they're floating above their body, looking down at what's going on around them, right? Sure. So what they did was they put a sign, uh, a red, one of those red marquee signs, up on a shelf that the only way you could see that is if you were floating from the ceiling. Okay. And it had a certain word on it, and it was obvious. It was bright red. You couldn't miss it. And zero uh, percent of people that reported floating out of their body reported that word. 
So that's what made me. That's when I started thinking, okay, maybe right. this is just an illusion. Well, that that on the side note, that happened to one of my friends. He was in a really bad car wreck. They flipped his he flipped his truck like many many times, and that, <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, that's that was his memory. Was he was up in a tree looking down on the accident? Yeah, and then his friend that was with him kind of like shook him and brought him back. Yeah, so. that's something. It's a, there's a real commonality to that experience and whether it's because we've talked about it so much that people, if they have some sort of, um, otherworldly, you know, brain experience that they ex- expect that. So that's what happens. Just like we didn't start seeing aliens with elongated heads and big eyes until the outer limits episode, uh, that had aliens like that. And all of a sudden, Barney Hill sees aliens like that. Now everybody sees them like that. So I don't know. You know, some of this is is just common mythology that we have, and some of it is, you know, neurologic. Right. I mean, obviously people said, like, these things could just be the brain trying to cope with what is going on and trying to calm your body down or whatever is going on. I'm actually getting some text messages, and I want to read this one because I've actually had this happen to me. Hi, Dr. Steve. Love you. My problem is whenever I use an elevator, my feet don't feel fully grounded for like 30 minutes after. Any idea Hmm. what that is? Sure. Most likely what's going on is um, you're familiar with the inner ear, right? Yes. The inner ear, the semicircular canals. It's, it's It's an accelerometer that was created by nature so that we could know where our head is in three dimensions, right? And and know when we are accelerating. We didn't develop accelerometers until maybe 100 years ago, and even those ones were shitty. The ones we have now are pretty good. They're in our phones. But uh, So there is an accelerometer in your head. Yes. You know this because if you spin on a bar stool, now the fluid that's in there starts going in the opposite direction and the little sensors in there sense it that says that you're spinning in this direction. When you stop, the fluid continues to spin for a while, which is what mm-hmm. we say we call being dizzy. So when you are, uh, remember this is an accelerometer. And so when you're changing your velocity, in other words, you're in an elevator and you're being pushed up to the top, you're accelerating in, in the up, position so the fluid is being pushed down and he this person may have just some experience that when they get off the elevator and those fluids start to rise back up he's just got a little bit of lingering neurologic um, sensing that that he's accelerating in the opposite direction now because now that acceleration is is over does that make sense at all on a level i don't Uh, think i explained it very well but no no it does and i've had that feeling so that's why i wanted to actually get it it didn't last for 30 minutes for me it's just kind of no yeah me neither that's that's get off the elevator i'm like what the hell well it's like i have a friend who just got back from a cruise ship and she still feels like she's doing this oh really yeah 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 that's crazy yeah, yeah, you know, the brain just gets used to things and it tries to cancel things out. So if you have some weird effect, the brain's going to try to cancel it out. And then sure. when the effect stops, the canceling it out actually causes just the opposite. You know, you're still having that. So it's it's a residual effect of the brain trying to cancel out a stimulus that it's not used to. 
Dave Daffler asks, Dr. Steve, can anyone here get sickle cell anemia? Okay, you can't get it. You inherit it. It's genetic. So there you go. Caller, you're on the caller, you're on the air with Dr. Steve. Hey everyone. Uh long story short, I'm sorry to make this my dad's dying hour. Um, oh, I'm sorry. My uh, <laughs> uh my dad uh had neuropathy for a long time. And then it finally got diagnosed as Parkinson's recently. Okay. Um, and I had a, does Parkinson's like kind of give dementia aspects as well? Cause he's kind of forgetting things, you know, when he doesn't take his meds, it's just like his world's just upside down. He freaks out in new places uh, now. Hey, Caller, hold, just, hold on. just yeah, one think, second. We lost Dr. Steve, Steve for a second. And I, we want to make sure that he hears everything. He has. He, he just unless you want me back. Unless no, you want I'm, me to I'm answer sorry. for I'm, you, which I'm sure you don't. So maybe go back. <laughs> no, I heard uh, this Parkinson's cause dementia. Then I got knocked off. Dementia symptoms. Yeah. Dementia symptoms. There is a Parkinson's uh, uh, adjacent dementia called mm-hmm. Lewy body dementia. And uh, it's a. Louis. <laughs> yeah. I know there's so many jokes there, but I'm not a funny person, so you guys can come up with those Louis jokes. But I mean, Louis body. I mean, Louis. I don't know. Is Louis it just a big, big, tall, blobby, redheaded thing. But anyway, um, I'm thinking of Louis C.K. I can't. I'm. I'm not a funny person. So Louis Bean, <laughs> you have my money. He's dodging me. He's dodging. So, so the answer, the short answer, is yes. That there, uh, not everyone with Parkinson's gets dementia, but you, there is an associated dementia called Lewy body dementia. And you can look it up if you want to email me. I'll send you some information on that. Uh, do you ask because that you're, okay, starting to, you're starting to see this, or, or is it just a you've heard about it and you're wondering about it? Uh, we started to see it. He's kind of um, forgetting things. Uh, forgets to take his meds and he kind of just goes like off the rails. He uh, can't really be in new places for very long. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, and I know that's kind of dementia related. So I didn't know if Parkinson's just had the same effect on the brain or if it's just, no, he also has part- dementia on top of it. Yeah. I, I think that two things are associated uh, in, in a lot of patients, but um, it's, you know, what causes you know, it, it's it's a chicken and egg kind of thing, and uh, it's the your okay. neurologist. He his neurologist needs to know about this. That's the big thing. Okay. Is he showing lack? Uh, you guys. You know, lack of coordination. Usually, they have muscle uh, stiffness, and the problem is, is that he needs to take his medicine for the for the um, uh, Parkinson's. But then the dementia is causing him to forget his medicine, so it's just kind of a vicious circle, and everything. It just gets worse. Um, not so much muscle stiffness. He's in a boxing class for Parkinson, so that okay. really helps a lot. But yeah. he's had neuropathy in his feet for like over a decade now, so that's kind of just been an issue more than anything. So we can't really say those two are related so much. Okay. Okay. Well, the Parkinson's is a risk factor for Lewy body dementia. No question about that. Now, could someone with Parkinson's get regular old Alzheimer's too? Yes. But his neurologist, if, if you all have not talked to his neurologist about this memory loss business, you need to. Okay. That's, that's number one. Because right. they got to they gotta get on it. And feel free to email me. I'll send you some supporting material. Okay. 
and also weird medicine. You right. you, you, there's many other opportunities for Dr. Steve to answer your medical questions on weird medicine yes. every week. You can call into that show, leave a voicemail. A very Give thyself a bell. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Carter. You're welcome. You're always <laughs> plugging. I'm a whore. <laughs> Thank you for your call, buddy. In, in the chat's been going off uh, a bit on um, oh. on the death, you know, the things you see before you die, and the DMT yeah. uh, is being thrown around a lot uh, in the chat. Hack Ride is selling people vape pens. Apparently, any any uh, moderator is willing to do anything for one of these vape pens. So, what what is DMT, and what uh, is that something that's released when you're, you know, dying, and then a uh, uh, using DMT recreationally. What's that all about? Yeah. Okay. So DMT is dimethyltryptamine. And um, it's, you know, it is an analog of tryptamine. And it is a hallucinogenic. And whether it is um, secreted in the brain when you die, I do not know. But that would be an interesting study to do, wouldn't it? Uh, you'd have to get a bunch of people who are willing to have a brain biopsy during the dying process. And uh, you would uh, biopsy their brains and then do an analysis for for whatever neurochemicals you think that you're looking for. Um, you know, DMT is, uh, in you know, found in plants. So I'm not aware of it um, being secreted in the brain. But I am really just getting... Uh, up to speed on psychedelic uh, research for, uh, 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 you know, psychiatric issues and stuff. You may know I started ketamine if I, uh, low-dose therapy under the, under the supervision of a physician. And uh, I, if I could have, I would have done psilocybin instead because I'm convinced that psilocybin for PTSD and other, the data is just outstanding, you know, magic mushrooms. Right. And uh, to that is one. If we want to talk just for a second, why doesn't the FDA approve marijuana for uh, as medicine? Because we know it has medicinal properties. They can't. The FDA's laws or rules say that you have to have a single molecule or a collection of molecules in a fixed ratio to each other within certain tolerances. You can't do that with a plant. Even with an extract, you can't do that. So uh, THC, in the synthesized in the laboratory, is sold under the uh, drug name dronabinol or marinol. That's approved by the FDA in all 50 states. The plant marijuana or its extracts can never be approved by the FDA as medicine. But you know what could is, well, ketamine is one. But also psilocybin, that is a single molecule, and it could be easily synthesized in the lab, uh, given enough effort, and uh, put in a pill in a fixed quantity, and the FDA could absolutely approve that as medication. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think the, the data on microdosing of uh, psilocybin and other psychedelics is um, pretty incontrovertible for certain, uh, certain uh, conditions, if used properly. I'm on it because I can't, I mean, I have, you know, clinical depression and I can't take antidepressants. I've tried them all. SSRIs. <laughs> yeah. Monster. A fucking idiot. Because I um, can't take um, any of the antidepressants. 
SNRIs, SSRIs, uh, uh, bupropion, all that stuff, I can't take them. So this stuff is the only thing that I've been able to actually take that doesn't mess me up, and it's helped immensely in this very short period of time. So we use it in people in dying patients uh, because they don't have 12 weeks to wait till Prozac starts to maybe kick in. Right. You know, this stuff kicks in in three days. So And, and obviously a lot of Dr. Patients. Steve is talking about low doses of this stuff. You can't Correct. Just, not yeah. street. I'm not in a K-hole. Right. He's not in a K. Exactly. That's what I was going to uh, talk about. <laughs> Uh, El Haribe has been there once or twice in his lifetime. Uh, caller, thank you for your patience. You're on the air with Dr. Steve. Spokane, Washington, same guy. I don't know what's going on with your phone, but we are not hearing you. Hmm. And I thought maybe it was something with my end, but we picked up someone else. So I apologize. If you want, text me. Text, Uh-oh. text me your question. Uh, Brian Clowder, thank you for being a member for three months. He's a doctor of medicine and love. <laughs> Dr. Steve. Thank you, my friend. He's got everything you need. Jessica, I, uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Just um, email me. I can get you up to date on what I can say. I can only really talk about what Anthony's already said. Right. I don't Anthony have his permission to talk about He it. had a blockage. Uh, he had some kind of blockage, but Dr. Steve believes he will be okay correct yeah. any minute now we'll get the news he's gone <laughs> yeah. that is that's it you're not wrong cardiff uh if you remember i uh proclaimed tippy tom the healthiest person in the room oh yeah prostate on him and he was dead less than a year later so oh, you man know, one of prognostication the, one well of he, the... he i couldn't predict he'd fall over and he hit his head in a drunk oh, around. well maybe i maybe i could have actually predicted that but right but if he had just, you know, if he hadn't fallen, he would have been okay for, for probably. Correct. Yes. Yeah. He'd still be around. Yeah, you can't. And one of the lucky, you were one of the only, well, I can't say one of the only, but one of the lucky few who had his finger up Tippy Tom's butt. Yeah. I don't think there was, it was a lucky few. I think it was a lucky myriad of people. They were legion. He was the sweetest guy, though, uh, before he started drinking. Well, he was sweet after he was drinking. But he just got wild. Uh, but in the beginning, he just sat there and talked to me. I said, this is what we're going to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> and uh, then he got completely wasted. Uh, but he was hilarious. When I did the the prostate exam on him, I had no idea that it could have been as funny as it was. But it was because of him. Of you know, he had Anthony's props, and he was hitting that damn uh, bicycle uh, horn. It was really funny. <laughs> and then... <laughs> right, exactly. And then as they were escorting him out, as Keith Cobb was escorting him out, he puked all over the carpet in the in front of the bleachers. Fantastic. It was perfect. Perfect end to the day. Caller, you're on the air with Dr. Steve. Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, I've just been noticing that when I scroll through YouTube, I see a bunch of shorts of people claiming to have taken uh dewormer and it curing their cancer i was just wondering if you have a comment on that what do you know which dewormer they were taking mabendazole mabendazole i bet is what it is and uh possibly well now listen we don't know everything the thing is is when you do it's all over youtube yeah, when you do a study, uh, and, and there's reasons why they're saying that, okay? 
I'm going to really try to word this in a way that doesn't get you thrown off. So people asked me, was there a reason why people thought ivermectin would be effective for um, SARS-CoV-2? And I almost got my channel taken off because I explained that it is, number one, it's not horse paste. What they did, <clears throat> what they did to Joe Rogan was, frankly, criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, metaphorically, not literally criminal, but it was it was immoral because they knew better. It's a human medication, and it also has known activity against uh, RNA viruses. Okay, so there was a reason to think that maybe this would be, and wouldn't it have been nice if we had something off the shelf that we could right. have pulled? So uh, the thing with mebendazole is, it is uh, a human medicine that they use for worms, like pinworms and stuff like that. But it has known effects in reducing solid tumor growth and preventing uh, spread of cancer in multiple preclinical models of cancer. So preclinical means not in human trials. That's the problem. So uh, people can take it and doctors can prescribe it off-label if they want to. It is not approved for this. We don't have good human data yet. Could it be effective? Yeah, I mean, so sorry, it, off-label means prescribing it for something that it wasn't that, initially sorry. intended yes, for. Yes, exactly right. Just like any, I can write any drug for any reason I want to. Um, so uh, I can uh, give, give you Cardiff a good example. at gmail.com. <laughs> give you a good example. Uh, gabapentin, a.k.a. Neurontin, was brought to the market as a seizure drug, but we used it off-label for years for neuropathic pain or pain caused by damaged nerves. Now it's part of its indication, but at the time it wasn't. And more people wrote it for neuropathy than they ever wrote it as a seizure medicine. So uh, doctors who and PAs, and I mean, when I say doctors, I'm using that as broad stroke to include you know, advanced practice providers of all sorts uh, can could write, you know, the I word for any condition they want to, whether it was uh, indicated for that or not. So, uh, and in this case, you could write mebendazole for somebody if uh, if you were a healthcare provider that thought it might help somebody. So that they're they're not assholes for thinking that it might do something, if that makes sense. Just the same reason they weren't assholes for thinking that the I-word might be effective for, uh, uh, you know, SARS-CoV-2 infection. To summarize, no matter how much research and studying and scientific mumbo-jumbo happens, there's still a lot of things that happen by accident. Correct. Okay. And, and, you know, Just the thing is, upon. so you're developing mebendazole as a parasite drug, right? Why would you ever think to do a study on cancer. You have to decide what your endpoints are. So when you do a study, you're saying, well, we're, we're going to look at sildenafil and we're going to look at it for blood pressure because that's when that was what it was created for. And we still use it for blood pressure in the lungs, you know, a high blood pressure in the lungs called pulmonary hypertension. But sildenafil is the active ingredient in Viagra. So they had an, a side effect was these people were getting these massive, you know, cat can't scratch them boners. Yeah. You know, uh, ballpark Frank and the microwave erections. Uh, and 
But they couldn't sell it based on that. They had to now do another study with erectile dysfunction as the outcome measure. Same thing with mebendazole. We know it works for parasites. Now they've got to retool everything and see if it's a you know an anti-cancer drug that we can use. And my bend is all to the right. But <laughs> Viagra, I believe, was was originally for blood pressure, correct, Dr. Steve? That's, that's right. I thought I said that, but I may not. Yes, I think yeah. you may have. Someone <laughs> in the chat was saying for balding. No, that's minoxidil. Minoxidil was originally for blood pressure, and then it started growing hair, and then we now sell it as Rogaine. Nobody uses it for blood pressure. Joe Rogaine. Caller, thank you for the call. Do you have anything else for Dr. Steve? Well, I I forgot one. Oh, well, you hear the show, right? Bye. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Did you want to talk about Detroit at all? Yes. So uh, we we saw you in Detroit recently. Yeah. um, And uh, you wanted to address some things because you didn't feel like you were really in the moment in Detroit or something like that. Absolutely was not in the moment. I was, I almost just bailed on going on stage, but I wouldn't do that to Carl because, as much as I'd like to give him shit, um, he is a very good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, all those people up there were, and I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But what, what happened was, I had two friends that were coming to this thing, and uh, they showed up, and then the, um, at the very end of the VIP thing, and then I went to get cups to put on our table to mark our places. And by, when I came back, the whole audi- uh, auditorium had been cleared. And they made them go outside to come back in. Because if you remember, some people, I guess, I don't know why they sold it this way. You could buy VIP meet and greet without buying a ticket to the event. So they had yeah. to clear everybody out, and then you had to come back in again. It was really kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. Bizarre. <laughs> it was weird, but it was very clearly written. Well, okay, ticket. don't sell if you don't sell VIP without selling a ticket. That's right. Thing. That should be a package. Who's going to the VIP and then is going to be like, all right, let's go right. get dinner? Cool. You know, cares about? I know, show. but it was. I just wanted to meet clear. that bedazzler failure. Yes. Oh, I get I it. Don't care get about it. that show. I just, I just think uh, it was strange, though. It yeah. is strange, and I understand it was clearly marked. And if you didn't buy both tickets, well, they didn't know that. I bought their tickets for them. I didn't. Oh, know that. oh it's I, your fault, Doctor Steve. I know. <laughs> so when I come back, they're gone. If I had been standing there, I would have said no. They're with the show because the one friend was. I was trying to get Carl to consider her to be his new, uh, uh, one of his new um, uh, review girls. So anyway. Um, I, they never came back and they never came back and then they were gone. I texted them. Hey, where are you guys? Did you get stuck outside again? Nothing. I get nothing from either one of them. I'm texting both of them. I'm using, uh, you know, one of the people I work with. So I used a HIPAA, uh, secure chat system and, and, uh, texted her there. Nothing. I looked on life 360 uh, because we were all, you know, just wanting to know where each other were. That was turned off. So I'm texting them like crazy. The people at the table, your wives saw me, and they are well aware of this. And I, I just, uh, the show was starting, and I'm not having any fun at all because I, one of two things had to have happened. Either somehow I pissed them off so bad that they now 
are just not responding to me because like, fuck that guy. In which case I feel like a piece of shit or they're in downtown Detroit. They've been kidnapped and murdered because, Mm -hmm. you know, completely ghosted. Four people never came back from that Detroit show. In the dabble verse. I, I don't. So, fuck off, yeah, Carter. You came up so. to me and you were very worried that there was something uh, that yes. happened earlier. And well, you were very concerned. And I, I felt so bad, Dr. Steve. No, it wasn't your fault. It was mine. I was all hipped up on uh, on uh, ketamine. Red Bull. No, I hadn't started my ketamine yet. <laughs> Yeah, but I was just very excited for them to be there. And we had kind of this deal that, I mean, one of Carl's um, uh, criteria for his review girls is that they have, you know, very delightful breasts. And this woman did, does, do, did, does have those. And so I brought, so think of it from her standpoint. This is why I was freaking out. Yes. She doesn't know anything about this universe at all. She comes in at the very end of the meet and greet. So everyone is piled up at the front of the, of the bar area. And here comes this fucking guy with a luchador mask (laughs) with a selfie camera. And then here's Myrtle and Myrtle's like looking at her boobs and going, well, you're real healthy, aren't you? And all this stuff. And, and for the record, you're Myrtle. Correct. Okay. In case clear. anybody was wondering, what? I didn't know if y'all knew. I, well, I, not yet separated. I missed the Cardiff. I ain't, I ain't seen you since since that Stuttering John show. And I will say, she did not seem that amused. She was almost just kind of like, "What is going on here?" I had told her we were going to be doing exactly that, but yeah, I think it was just she was just freaked out by the whole thing. Sure. But it turns out that wasn't what it was. But I, that was what I was apologizing I know, for. I know. And that's great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. No, that wasn't it at all. What so, was it? We have to know. I, they, I, I don't know. I mean, they're. Oh, you never got an answer? Not, not really. I'm assuming that they went back to the hotel to, uh, you know, be together, if you know what I mean. Because it was the first weekend that they ever spent in the same city together they've had an online thing for going forever that i set up i mean they're both friends of mine there you go and so wow. um, i don't know how much they you know i'm you are I'm, the doctor of love yeah that's right oh <laughs> my matchmaking skills we'll talk about that someday but uh i i've got to stop i've got to stop because that so i just had to reconcile it in my head <laughs> that they were there and I was in Detroit. We were both there at the same time, but that's why I fucked up. Cardiff gave me the best line of the night Mm -hmm. and I completely fucked it up because I, the second that I started to read it, thinking about it, I'm thinking about them being murdered in an alley somewhere. And uh, so it was really hard to try to be funny. You did screw up the line. The line came out perfectly. No, they, I fucked the lineup, but it was it was perfect in how terrible I did it. So, but uh, but you, in an unrelated question, how do yeah. you dispose of a body? <laughs> I don't know. There's these things called dermestid beetles. That's what we used uh, to like if you if you had an animal and you wanted to break it down just to bones, you would uh, put it in a box with dermestid beetles, and they would eat oh. all the flesh off of it and just leave the bones behind. Perfect. So. 
Oh, there you go. No Hot tip from Dr. Steve. Caller, you're... <laughs> Call you're on the air. Yo, 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 what's up? Yo, what's up, Big Black? Yo. Not much. Um, I want to ask Dr. Steve, what do you, what do you um, suggest is the reason why people are attracted to the dabble verse? Because it's such a weird part of the internet God, that you can't even explain to other people that you know. What do you think is the, the attraction of it? I, I, I love this because I have thought a lot about this and I really don't have an answer. It's like a really slow, ongoing train wreck, I think, is what it is. And, I mean, have you ever seen uh, – you've been on the interstate and all of a sudden everything slows down and it's going five miles an hour. You're in a traffic jam and then you get past where it is and it's a wreck on the other lane, I mean, on the other side of the median. And it's just people fucking rubbernecking. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's what it is. The thing that amazes me is the language of the dabble verse or all of these sort of insular communities. When I wore that shirt at Nashville that got John so mad at me, uh, uh, and it was just a goofy shirt. It was a green. Oh, that again? It was a it was a green shirt, a green for the green screen, and it had a horrible photo not well it had a picture of john not looking his best it just said dabblers anonymous and then under it it said uh, you my friend have committed slander and libel something like that anyone who was there all they had to do is glance at it and they would get all of the jokes right you know all of the references not so much jokes but you know what i mean and without thinking about it whereas if you tried to explain it to someone it would it would take it would take too much time. It wouldn't be worth your effort to try to explain it for a stupid T-shirt. And so, uh, but we recognize those things just um, uh, without thinking about it. the same way that if you look at what uh, it says under uh, El Harile, it just says El Harile. You're not translating that. You look at it, it says El Harile. If you read English, or obnoxious John. I'm not translating it. It's just a symbol, and that's what it means. You can't think of it meaning anything else. These things. El horrible is Spanish, I believe. But... True. Well, it'd be El horrible. Well, Doctor Steve, when did you first? When did you first um, start watching um, Babelverse shows? You know, I've tried to think about that the other day. I, I was introduced to this through WATP. No question about that. And I think I got introduced to WATP through Anthony. Yes. Yes, I that, think that's I, how that happened. All of a sudden, W as well. Yeah, but you were Dave, definitely part of the the beginning of the Dabbleverse. Like you were, you were there from day one. Should we talk about how that went down? That's I don't know if everybody knows that story. That's kind of a fun story. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So when Cardiff was pretending to be a stuttering John sock puppet or sock account. Um, I believed that he was stuttering John because I said uh, I got a, a a response from him or a like, and I said, "Oh, that's great! I've been trolling for a, uh, a for a like from Cardiff Electric," and he sent back typical John response. Uh, well, at least you admit you're a troll, and that and so. So I, so I DM'd him. I said, ah, we're using troll a little bit different, but, you know, nice to meet you. And then he gave me the second response that made, convinced me it was stuttering John. He said, you want to be on my podcast? I thought you were going to say, he said, can I borrow 20 bucks? Uh, no, 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 no. 
no, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, hell yeah, I do. So, um, so I immediately agreed. And then I said, maybe I should do some research. And I went and listened to earlier Cardiff Electric podcasts where he w- was using the voice back then. And he would uh, say, you know, obviously I'm not John. And then he would do a story about a serial killer. And the serial killer's name was always somebody named Carl, Carl something or other. And I said, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> So I went on uh, Cardiff's show, and uh, you can talk about this. I know at the time you were so surprised that I said yes, that you had to hold, like, two iPhones together or something to record it. Yeah, I couldn't believe you said yes, because, yeah, up until then, I was just doing the podcast as a joke. And I'm like, how do I have a guest? I had two, two iPhones, like laid out on a desk, one, one with a call to Dr. Steve, the other one to record it and try and record my I had no idea how to take a guess, but I'm like, Dr. Steve's coming on. I need to. So if you, if you do ever listen to that, there's a horrible, there's a horrible noise. Makes the it entire even time. There's some feedback. Or it something. makes it, so, makes it even better. Yeah. And, uh, and I found Cardiff to be quite humorous because I didn't know what I was getting into. If he was really a John supporter or not. And, you know, I, I was fair about it. I said, when John was on, um, get, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I found him to be very appealing. You know, a lot of people did. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, I just don't like this new version of him, at least the way that he responds to people. I think that he could do a better job or a more functional job. Oh, excuse me for a second. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I didn't mean to bore you. Stern John on Stern? I'm sorry. No, you don't do it, but when you said, it sounds like you, you first saw John on, I'm a celebrity. Did you ever see him? No, no, no. Yes, uh, yes, uh, of course. Yeah, that's that's why I watched that season of I'm a Celebrity because John was on there. And, yeah, I was a Stern fan going way back. In the 80s, I would pay a guy in New York to uh, record all the shows and cut out the commercials and send them to me on CD. And um, Do you remember uh, Gina Girl? I, Gina I, Girl. Yeah, I, I remember her. I don't remember a lot about her. She wasn't on a lot of the shows that I listened to. But, but anyway, yeah. Hey, Black, can I answer your question? I think people like the Dabble verse because we were all fans of shows like Opie and Anthony and Howard and Ron and Fez. And wherever you were, you were a fan of talk radio. Mm-hmm. Talk radio has become so watered down and become such crap. Even the Howard Stern show, Opie and Anthony aren't around. Jim and Sam aren't even a, you know, what they used to be. And I think people are just dying for that old kind of like talk radio where everyone's just saying whatever they want. No one really cares. Obviously, we have to, you know, toe the line with YouTube and stuff, but we're just busting chops. We're busting chops. They don't do that on Howard anymore. There is no Opie and Anthony, there is no Ron and Fez. So everyone was looking for that kind of stuff and WATP was doing it. And then, you know, and so John was introduced and he was part of that old, you know, that old culture of talk radio. And even he's trying to be like, well, that was 30 years ago and it was different. You could say fag 30 years ago, but now Obama said that it's wrong. (laughs) Only the last six years. He wrote it into law. Right. (laughs) So that's why I think the dabble versus so appealing. I yeah, I, I got that same oh, Opie and Anthony. Introduced at WATB. I was first into introduced to. I mean, here's here's my thing. I've always listened to Howard. I've always listened to Ron and Fez, Opie and Anthony. And once all that kind of ended, I was still listening to all that old stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. 
there's nothing else to listen to. Like I would right. listen to Rogan if he had someone I like on. I would try like um uh Louis J. Gomez with a real ass podcast, yeah, yeah. but I just kind of wasn't getting I was just kind of like this stuff is okay. And then WATP when once I found Carl and he was yes. reviewing like had that same vibe. Ah, yes, it had that same vibe. He was talking about former characters from shows I loved. And I was like, holy shit, like there are people who are interested in the old shows that I'm still listening to. People were doing shows. Um, and yeah, I, I always attribute Carl. Carl inspired me 100 percent to just yeah. start doing how, this. Like, how did you too. first how did you first find WATP? Because for me, it was I heard I was listening to Nagel. Yeah, his, it his was podcast, and he mentioned down. WATP like uh being like Jocktober. I'm like, holy shit, I need yeah, this. That may have been part how, of it too. It was Anthony it was, or Nagel or both. And you know the thing was is that you guys, you did a good job. Who thanks, didn't? I, I do hey, thanks, think, man. Who didn't love think... Jocktober though? When all of a sudden they would, you know, they had phase one when of Sam the shutdown. In. Yeah. When Sam walked in, that's when it got good. Yeah, that's when it really got. And good. then the, they'd so. start shutting down their Facebook comments, and yeah. then now the page is gone. And you know the pests, the pests. Uh, and the listeners to Ron and Fez were always some of the funniest people. And the pests with yes. Opie and Anthony were the thing. And you could be a pest if you wanted to be. And you were just being shitty. And it's fun to be shitty and do it in a funny way. And I told Ope a long time ago that you created this. And what happens to a monster is it always turns on its creator Right. Especially if you don't give it something to go after. And so when Opie and Anthony went away, it was natural for the pest to just turn on their creators. Yep. You know? Yeah, the Opie Anthony subreddit. I mean, that was Ooh, that was rough. Ever. But I was there every day, and I was so upset when it was gone. I, I, me too, and I hated it when uh, the Patrick Tomlinson stuff went away too because that was loads of fun. But not for him. Right. I don't well, know if you me, remember all that, but anyway, that was another. Yes, sort Patrick of, Tomlinson. Yes, yeah. I do. I do remember another prickly science fiction writer that just couldn't blow it off. Just like John, if he'd just blown off that first WATP thing, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. Exactly. Obnoxious John would not be named Obnoxious John right now. Right. Exactly. Scorchy 666. So El Harible is upset. He can't say fag. <laughs> No, that's not the point, you idiot. It's the point that <laughs> everyone like that's what you said. No, it's not, I'm just saying it's the point that everyone was monitoring what they would say, and no one, you know, it was just the looseness of you know, just using words as jokes, and like we're not using it in hateful ways, you idiot. But I do hate you, Scorchy. Now, so take that. And these were some of the greatest moments from Jocktober when these yes. when these images started showing up on Facebook. Okay, why is Hulk Hogan attacking the Who world? Why? That was I the greatest. I, I, I have to say, most of the time I was listening to Jocktober in the car, and I'd be jealous of the people that were at home. Because Facebook at the time, you'd have to be at home on yes. your computer doing, right? So right. I'd be so jealous. But every once in a while, I was home to watch one of these takedowns happening live, and it was... Glorious. It was just fantastic to watch. It was. It was hilarious. Um, Doctor Steve, do you have to go? I know you have to prep for your show oh, and all is, that. Kind are of you stuff. saying? Okay, no, so no, no, you're done Steve, with I me. Want, no, I want you to stay the whole time. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to keep going. Yeah, I want you to no, be on every week. I just but, wanted to make sure. 
I, I want to go back to Big Black's yeah, question, gonna... though. I think, oh, yeah. if anything, is primed for a documentary. It's the Dabbleverse. Somebody from the outside, yes. I think, needs to start putting this together because I think this would be a fascinating documentary. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, there's so many facets that brought it to where it is right now. Just the Cardiff thing, because, you know, after I was on, then Carl went, well, okay, I can go on there. And then you started having guests and uh, becoming part of this universe rather than just being sort of a troll that was sniping around the edges of it. Now you're, you know, in the center of it. And um, I always um, was a, a, I'd catch shit in the red, subreddit saying, no, this Cardiff guy is funny as hell. And uh, people go, I don't, you know, whatever. But uh, it's, okay. uh, but that's one entry. And then you've got the <laughs> be dabbler sort of entry into things. And then the, you know, the dabble con kind of uh, the more real dabble verse stuff that's just John related. And, uh, you know, the, then, you know, all the other aspects of this, it'd be really hard to put together. It would take a talented uh, documentarian to do it, but I think it's a worthy effort just to show just a sociologic phenomenon, you know, this sort of insular universe that people create for themselves. They find comfortable and hilarious. <laughs> Stud Joe's Fair Use Baloney Factory, thank you. We need a custom test, diff areas, third-party created and graded, build an Ikea shelf. Oh. Take for the IQ test. math test, cook an egg, guitar solo. Yes, we do need a specialized <laughs> test for John. That is a great. And Stut Joe Fair Use Baloney Factory on Twitter. I think it's Stut mm. Joe Baloney. Everyone should be following him. He's been putting out incredible material lately. Please go back to the videos too, though. I love those, were my favorites. Yeah. Stut Joe Fair Use Baloney Factory is definitely an inspiration for us all. Yes. Yeah. He inspired Agreed. me. Got to meet him in Detroit. Yes. And fucking fantastic. I created, love created my potato logo. Yes. He yes. created. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yep. He also He's very talented. Unsolicited. Sorry. Just sent it to me one day. I'm like, it's fantastic. Thank you. I love it. That's Same here. Cool. He created uh, the new Tukey logo, no gods, no masters, only Tukey or something. Wow. And that's up. You can get a T-shirt with that. Uh, he said, here, use it for whatever you want. Uh, so, awesome. yeah, he is an incredibly talented individual. So thank you, uh, Stutt Joe Baloney Factory. Corndiff, thank you for being a member for five months. Hit like. <laughs> I don't like you anymore, Corndiff. I saw who you're hanging out with. Don't try and butter me up, Corn. We saw who you were hanging out to with. To be fair, you. that could have been any stock of Corn. That's true. It's Vegas, uh, you know. Pete D, thank you for the $10. Hello, Dr. Steve. Sometimes when I turn my head, I get dizzy when I lay down. My doctor yes. said my ear crystals are all out of alignment and Correct. it will fix itself eventually. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> T-W-O. Yeah, she's not really uh, uh, like a new agey person talking it's about chakras. You know, healing crystals. There actually are crystals. Remember the semicircular canals I talked about earlier? Uh, there are little crystals in there that sit on top of the sensor hairs to uh, amplify the signal of the fluid moving around in those semicircular canals. Thank you. And uh, they can get dislodged or they can clog the canal. And so when you turn your head, you get dizzy. It's called benign positional vertigo. And uh, without going into a lot of detail, I'm just going to tell you to go and uh, go on YouTube and search out the Epley maneuver, which... 
your doctor should have told you to do uh, rather than just saying it'll go away eventually. There's something you could do today to make it go away, and it's called the Epley Maneuver. And If you do it properly, it may take care of it. You may have to do it a couple of times. If it doesn't work, then you need to see an ear, nose, and throat specialist for that because it may be something else. I love right? how you can just easily throw the word fluid into anything you're talking about it's, when, like no one else uses that word and you always make sure to throw it in i, I don't it. the, the uh, reason that that got associated with me was because of norton noticing yes. that but it's you can't talk about the human body without talking about fluids of course it's just part of it did we I ever say liquid or moist you know, I don't, it's just yeah, it's fluid oh it's beautiful did we ever <laughs> find out what that lump on uh Norton's nut sack was the first fluid. time he got it. it was fluid. <laughs> it was fluid. Did we ever find out what that uh, lump on his nut it was? Ep- epidermal inclusion cyst, and they, they do have Ew. a sort of fluid in them. So, yes. Bobcat, thank you for being a member for four months. Dr. Steve, any advice on getting my poster? Oh, fuck off. I don't have one either. Oh, you didn't get a poster either. No. Uh, all right, real quick. That's my fault. I mean, it's completely my fault. They were all sitting there. We, you different and I, poster, both could have Steve. just gotten the poster, right? Different poster. Oh, di- oh, what are we talking about? He's looking oh, for this, a Pottstown poster. This is Pottstown. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Postergate, day one hundred and forty. Where are the posters, dues payer? Where are the posters? That brings us. <laughs> Day 140 of poster game. We had the posters dues player. That's so great. We uh I do have a clip of uh Shuli and them. It's real quick. And then I'm gonna bring on we have a special guest waiting in the background who was at Pottstown, so I will throw him on. But Ooh, here yeah. is uh, Here's the latest on what we know of Postergate. Uh there has been uh an update. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool, where did you go? Deadpool, twenty bucks. I didn't go to Pottstown. Where's my poster? We should send one anyway. I know he didn't go. I agree. Um, well, all right, I haven't well, mentioned this yet, but about the posters, truly. So they've, we've got to send them now to each one of the three of you to sign all one hundred of them. Okay, we'll start sending them. Yeah. No, I, I won't sign them. Fine. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony refusing. So. We are, yeah. so How much does, easier would it have been to just sign them there? Well, yes. Well, they didn't Instead have shipping them. them around the country. Because, Dr. Steve, they didn't bring them. They didn't have them made when the event was happening. They yeah. literally just had them made a couple of weeks ago. It is amazing uh, when you see an event like one of Carl's events, even though he's had some notorious technical problems, mm-hmm. but he thinks of all of the things that need to be done and they get done. I did that with, when I was doing my comedy events here, I'd have a list that was 200 things long. And I tried to think of every single thing that could possibly go wrong. And you know, when you do that, um, and even then the fucking band is on the stage in this place. We had Jim Florentine. I had a hair band playing in front of him instead of a comedian, right? It was great. And this right. hair band was perfect. And uh, they got all their equipment set up on this stage in this antiquated old, really quaint theater. On a... I am? Yeah, but oh, you're back. Okay. Oh, he, he was freaking up for you? Oh, no. Okay, sorry. It was freaking up for me. That was my fault then. Some okay. on my end. 
anyway. I apologize. So, well, I, fuck it. I'm not even telling the story now. No, it's, I'm it's, sorry, Dr. Steve. I fucked up. Everything was all choppy on my end. It's not even a great story. That's the problem. So, <laughs> but the, um, the drummer hit the bass drum and all the power went out. So you can't anticipate everything. No, uh, the, the yeah. old the system in there couldn't handle their amplifiers, so it was uh, quite the nightmare. But you know, the posters—that's sort of. I mean, listen, Shuli, for fuck's sake, dude, that's that's kind of <laughs> really basic. But now it does seem like you will. Whoever did get posters will be getting some form of signed poster. That's Not cool. sure if everyone is signing, but they are saying that the three uh, BS members will be signing. SH, thank you for the five dollars. Damn, I wanted to watch today because my Stella is waiting for insurance. Starts Spravado. Spravado is S S ketamine. It's the nasal version prescription ketamine. Oh, interesting. Nose spray. It's like fourteen hundred bucks a dose, and it is mega dose ketamine. Uh, in that you spray it up the patient's nose and then they got to stay in your office for two hours for the, till they come down and then you can, do you have any free samples you can send? No, they don't sample that one. Damn it. Uh, my guest keeps leaving. (laughs) The other thing I was going to say about the posters is surely was at Nashville. That was one of the first live events. And, uh, Carl had a big stack of posters. We all went to the green room and we all signed, you know, a hundred posters or something. So he'd seen that done. Yes. So, oh, he's also at DabbleCon too. He saw, yeah, someone could someone in the Shuli camp dropped the ball. Well, and so listen, Shuli's staff, the people that he brought with him to DabbleCon, were right on the money. They were amazing, and one of those was Stutcho, right? Yes. So Stutcho. I, I, I got the Stutcho Bologna Factory, Stutcho Depot, Stutcho, Stutcho Depot. Depot, right, 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 different Stutcho, right. And I, I will say. <laughs> I will not were, be signing awesome. any Pottstown posters except for Bobcats. Bobcat will be the only Pottstown poster I will ever well, sign. Well, I'm going to go on record. I will sign any Pottstown poster that's sent to me. Okay. I wasn't there. There you go. Dr. Steve wasn't even at Pottstown. He's not, willing to sign. No it. invite. Blind Eye, thank you. Uh, Blind Eye Tim, too. Thank you for being a member for two months. Does Muttering Jay have a disorder? He seems unhinged. I don't know what's going on with Muttering Jay, but yeah, he is—he's um, not happy with anybody. Someone. He's doing some anybody. Very, well, very he wasn't things. happy with John. Now he's not happy with other people. I think he's just. But it doing... almost seems like him and John are working together. Like he's done a one eighty or so. I, yeah, I don't know either. I have... you get, Cardiff is a professional troll. I mean, it takes one to know one. Do you think that he's this is a troll that he's doing, or is it? Honestly, I have no. This is this is coming out of left field for me, especially some of the stuff he's done. He's uh, putting out people's information, kind of going after chatters now. Apparently, now, yeah, what's happening? Let me say, I do not want to speak out against Muttering Jay. No, I've ever, always enjoyed his work. Ever? Don't get me wrong. But, I think he's really smart too. But I don't agree with what's going on. I don't think that yeah. should be. I haven't uh, kept I, up I on what's on. going on with him lately. I know that he kind of did a heel turn or whatever at one point. He's so, not Shuli's biggest fan right yeah, now. Yeah, he's not a Shuli fan, right? Yeah, not yeah. I think that's all. that's the main goal is just anything to take down Shuli. But I think uh, some of the collateral damage that might be getting uh, taken down is, is okay. unfair. Yeah, I don't unfair. know. Dave Daffler, bidet or drag your ass on the carpet? Yeah, bidet. Bidet. <laughs> yeah. bidet. What kind of carpet? Easy. What kind of carpet? <laughs> True. 
Dave Daffler again, $2. Dr. Steve, your opinion on urethras? They're very needed. But yeah. what you don't want is a probe shoved up your urethra. That sucks. Uh, or a narrow yeah. urethra. Oh. Uh, Finkel- narrow urethra sucks, too. Finkel- Some Steve- people think that they have prostate problems. They really have a urethral stenosis. So if you... Don't ignore that stuff. If you're having trouble peeing, go see a urologist. They can dope that stuff out. Sometimes it's just, it is just a urethral stenosis, pretty easy to fix. You don't have to go through the whole turf business. Can they just give you a pill for that? (laughs) We love, yeah, that's, that's my favorite pill story is that they find out in Norway that people who eat a lot of fish have fewer heart attacks. So the American solution to that is you take a bunch of fish and you throw them in a vat and render them down to their essential oil and then take the pill and go okay now we can eat whatever we want oh, is that all fish oil pills are yeah pretty much yeah. oh i take those it's gross I know, uh, I do. I do our, too. they probably don't do very much our guest is back everybody welcome to the show the great ray devito oh, hi, ray. oh yeah hey uh oh. are a sign of having stage five aids on being a pedophile <laughs> you see, so Ray DeVito. That wasn't Ray DeVito. I don't Please answer that. the question, Doctor Steve. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't understand a fucking thing he said. He wants to know if having a dimple <laughs> in your chin is uh, stage five AIDS and pedophile. Stage five symptoms. AIDS and pedophile. Oh, that's not, not stage five AIDS. No. Okay, no. Well, but he is a pedophile. That's yeah. confirmed. <laughs> Medically speaking, Ray DeVito. Okay, good. No. All right, we're clear. That's- Let's try to get through this stuff and end the show so Dr. Steve can do his show. What time is your Oh, he's just still trying to get rid of me. I'm having fun. No, what time is your show today? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? You don't have a set time? One o'clock. Oh, one One o'clock Eastern. One o'clock Eastern. So about an hour. Uh, Yeah, we we wouldn't want to disappoint the eight people. Oh, stop it. (laughs) No, he's he's not wrong. Listen, (laughs) I do do a radio show. I don't do a video show. I'd like to kind of start doing some of this kind of stuff, but I'm not... You know, this is my thing. I you were you know, doing you were doing almost daily when you were at your retreat, and I, I was. That. Maybe I had seventeen people watching at any one time. I, I've never pushed the video aspect. Eric Nagel made me do video uh, back when he was. Um, he didn't make me. He said, "What else did Eric struck, Nagel make you?" do? Oh, he made me do a lot of stuff, and they were all good ideas. Every idea I ever did that Eric told me to do were, and there's a couple of them I can't speak about because I'm kind of. I, well, I just can't say, but um, can I put my <clears throat> finger in your ass? <laughs> that is blue iris. Whose drop was that? That's I want that. I have no drops anymore. It's all part. Okay. So um, he, uh, but he said you should do a video component, and so I just kind of throw up the while we're recording. I put it up there. It's not really a video show. So if we get eight people watching it at once, that's a good day for me. But Scott, my partner and I do it really just so that we feel like we're talking to somebody right live right. rather than just talking to each other. So well, I would like all my listeners to go over in about an hour and go watch. <laughs> well, that, that would be fun. If, so that is the show. You record the show on YouTube and then you play it on Sirius, right? That's right. We record the Sirius show and we just have cameras in here and yes. take the audio feed and put it on YouTube. And then that show will play tonight? No. Uh, it used to be on Saturdays, right? I, I, we are. We're, we're, we try to be a week At ahead. Jim McClure's oh, ahead. pleasure. Yes, Jim McClure. At Jim McClure's pleasure. That is correct. Jim McClure's still there. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Finkelstein shit kid. Thank you for the five dollars. Chuki's not the serial killer. It's actually Dr. Steve. Mm. No, how dare you? He is not a serial mm. killer. It's a wonderful man. Ricky Garcia, thank you. Adam and Dr. Drew Loveliner. Love lines. Okay. Carl we called me Dr. Drew. Oh, how dare he? <laughs> Detroit. That's should- gonna go into my next to catch a club-footed jackass because I'm working one up right oh, now. Oh, wonderful. We should do some kind of monthly show like this late at night, though, and do like a love line. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to do more. Dr. Steve I, would I'm be horrible. Get, I'm getting to where I'd like to do more. I used to <laughs> keep it on the DL, but uh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should talk about that and all of us uh, doing okay. something like that. Uh, Dr. Chow, the Mega G. Thank you for the $2. Shout out to Big Black. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Big Black. One of yeah, my favorite yeah. uh, stories. Yeah, right. There you go. Absolutely. Doc Low 30, thank you for the $5. Dr. Steve, they're telling us you have to go right now. That's hilarious. No, never. I would never do I would never do that, but I also would never keep Dr. Steve if he has something to do. So that's all. Dr. Steve is welcome. No, it's okay. Hey. I know I'm boring. You, just you are not it. boring. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. no, no, he's boring. We get Shannon it. Shannon Duffy, thank you for the uh, two dollars. <laughs> Doctor Steve, did anyone ever walk on the moon? Not directly. They were uh, encased in uh, metal uh, fabric. But yeah, I, I, I believe I, I. It's not even a question. I'm surprised that this has come up, that the moon landing was faked, and uh, I was there. I mean, not on the moon. You were on the but moon. I, I was looking up at the moon while. Uh, Armstrong and uh, Aldrin were walking around on it, and I remember that like it was like it were yesterday. And if did they, you see them? I did not. But okay. think about this: Apollo twelve, and I can't remember the guy, Rusty Cooper, or one of those guys, turned the the camera into the sun. Do you guys remember this? Is Apollo twelve? Oh. They get out. They've got a brand new color camera, and he points it right at the sun and burns oh. the fucking thing out. Yeah. So for the rest of the time when they're doing a moonwalk, they used marionettes, and they're walking around. You go Google that shit. On, it's got to be on YouTube. They were using marionettes what? to walk people around on the moon because they were talking about because they didn't have any video. Now, why would they do that if they were faking it? If they were faking it, first off, they wouldn't have faked that he blew out the sensor on the thing and if they did they just replace the camera and f- continue faking the moonwalk they wouldn't use marionettes it's a little too did, obvious why did i pretend to be stuttering john mm. on twitter well. many years ago it's all an elaborate work well. we're all being worked it's a work uh, baby satchmo damn it cardiff Baby Snatchmo, Black Earl's aborted baby. Thank you for the $5. Morning Ninjas, please Venmo this to Dr. Steve so he can insert another dose of cancer. Uh, oh, poor creep. Ken Otto, stop it, FKB. You're not reinstalling cancer, anybody. No. That was funny that. when everybody was sending you uh, money for Ken Otto. Money for cancer. They're monsters, Dr. Steve. It's like, I, yeah, what was it? No, oh, I, I have a text right here. Big fan of Dr. Steve. Do you know if microdosing of magic mushrooms helps with alcoholism? Oh, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I can find out. I can become an expert on anything pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, so psilocybin, they want to know. Um, yeah, magic mushrooms. Does that help with alcoholism? Uh, let me see. Microdosing. Let's just do it an addiction in general. 
So, uh, okay, therapeutic effects of psilocybin and addiction, a systematic review. So what this is, this is in Frontiers of Psychiatry, which is not a shitty, you know, journal. And so they did a systematic review, which is where you take a bunch of studies and you mush the data together. And you see if you can tease out some statistically significant uh, conclusions. And it said uh, only one randomized controlled trial and three small clinical trials were identified. So we got to talk about Timothy Leary here in a second. He really messed us up for this. All four clinical trials indicated beneficial effect of psilocybin-assisted therapy on substance abuse disorder symptoms. Larger randomized controlled trials are needed. So I've kind of said this on my live stream, and I think um, uh, El Harible, you were there. But uh, Timothy Leary, by popularizing LSD in the 60s, shut down uh, psychedelic research in psychiatry for about 40, 50 years. And the reason was even the Democrats and Republicans at that time were socially very conservative. And they see, you know, a bunch of dirty hippies like me, you know, um, you know, we're tripping balls, man. And, you know, and they were like, fuck this and we're not having it. And sure. they just they took away all the funding. And uh, without funding, research doesn't go on except in people's, you know, in the right. privacy of their own homes. And uh, so we're just way, way, way behind on psychedelic research. And I do blame the popularization of psychedelics at the time. If they had just held off, we could have gotten the research done, and then we could party. Yeah. You know. No, I, I agree. Uh, Shannon Duffy, $2. You lied about Kennedy and Star Trek. You are a liar. Who did? I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem with reading the Super Chats later. We don't know. <clears throat> I don't think that was me. Well, these, these are actually newer. Oh, that was newer? I have no idea what that person was talking about then. Chip Chipperson, thank you for the $2. Dr. Steve, throwing up video could be bulimia. (laughs) Or gastroenteritis of some sort. Something. Uh, I have a text. Dr. Steve, nine years ago, I had a bad case of diverticulitis and had to get part of my colon removed. Afterwards, I was on really strong antibiotics, and my bowel movements had zero odor to them for three or four days. Yeah. We killed all the bacteria in your gut. Oh, there you go. And uh, when you do that, sometimes bad bacteria can move in. That's the uh, one of the hypotheses behind uh, hospital-acquired uh, um, Clostridium difficile, or C. diff. So you have car diff is a potato, corn diff is corn, C. diff is voluminous watery diarrhea, as you so aptly said on your last show. So. There you go. Oh, here we go. Shannon Duffy is uh, clearing up. Kennedy was shot in 63. Star Trek was on in 66. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, then there was some damn show. It was some I remember it being... What, you show. think that could have been RFK then? I remember oh. coming home from Cub Scouts. So 66, I would have been... A lo- uh, no, wait, 63, I would have been 8. So 66, I would have been Cub Scouts. RFK was shot in 68. Well, that isn't it either then. Now, I'm misremembering it. I, um, I, uh, there, hmm, He's a shit. very busy man. He can't. No, 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 no. I remember coming home from Cub Scouts going, oh, boy, they let us out because oh, okay. Kennedy was killed. Oh, Were you wearing little shorts? Yes. And I ran home and turned on the TV, and I thought it was Star Trek that I was going to watch, but it was obviously some other show. But it was preempted. 
Thank you for that yeah. because I've been telling that story and Uh-oh. I don't want to tell the wrong story. So. There you go. Thank you, Shannon Duffy, for correcting Dr. Thank you, King. Shannon Duffy. We appreciate that. Yeah. So we never went on the moon is what I think Shannon Yes, that's what, that's what we've con- concluded, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, so I lied about that. So I must be lying about the moonshot because I was so intimately involved at eight years old or whatever. Are we all caught up? We are. Holy moly, that is perfect timing. We did exactly like two hours. You're giving me a taste of them super chats, right? Of course. Where's my vig? Dr. Steve. Then we'll be quid. Thank you. Yeah, what is he trying to say there? He's saying quid pro quo. Right. We'll be quid, you know, tit for tat or whatever. But is that a term that, but does anyone ever say we'll be quid? I almost think no, I've, I've never twisted it this. around because your show it, was better when you had medical questions. Sorry, sorry, that was me. <laughs> I, I almost think he's interpreting it like quid is money in England, like ten quid or whatever. That's I don't a think pound. that's it. But go ahead. But no, but I think he's doing like a swingers thing. Like, hey, you're the money. Yeah. Hey, you're the money. Hey, like, oh, hey man, not, we're quid. I think oh, you're. Quid. I think he's trying to create something. He's queer. <laughs> anyway, no. No, no, he's not. No, don't take it down. Okay, asshole. Who's playing that? Not me. <laughs> Is that you? My yes. favorite song. Fuck off. Play the synthesizer solo at least. Oh, I can't <laughs> fast forward the yeah, thing. There you go. That's another thing I don't know not. if people know. Dr. Steve is an excellent musician. No, I'm not an excellent musician. Yes, but I was in I was in a couple of bands. And that day, I remember recording that. That was uh, David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream. And uh, we were so into Bowie. And there were these girls there. And I was trying to impress this one girl. And uh, so I was. I said, let's do Moon Age Daydream. Because that was, you know, my version of his accent that he used. And it was just horrendous. It was horrendously bad. And they played it on Opie and Anthony and had, you know, <laughs> had their way with me for about 20 minutes over that one. So Was the chick impressed at least? No. Oh. No. She never heard of David Bowie. She was like, uh, can you play the Beach Boys? And I was like, no. Sure. God damn it. No. All right. I just want to play one last thing since we were talking about channels being, oh, see, I don't even know if I should fucking play this now. Oh, no. What, what is, is it? it? It's a five-second clip from my old YouTube channel, and it has 200,000 views. It's five seconds. And all it is is it's the clip from Basketball of Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries saying, update, we still have no fucking clue where this guy is. (laughs) And then there's a picture of the Boston Marathon bombing subject or uh, suspect. Suspect, yeah. Because it was the day that they couldn't find him. Remember that oh, day? Oh, when he was hiding in a boat. Yeah, Right. Boat. So the title of the video was, uh, whatever the date was, Boston Marathon bombing, the news in five seconds. And that's all it was. We still have no fucking clue where this guy is. YouTube took it down today. What? And they are saying that it is because it is in violation of... Uh, it violates our violent criminal organizations policy. Oh, oh yeah. And this was how long it's been sitting on YouTube? It's been on there since the Boston that day. It was like 2012. And they took it down today. They took it down today and I peeled it. 
and they said that we have reviewed your appeal for the following. It's called Today's News in Five Seconds, Boston (laughs) Marathon Suspect. We have reviewed your content carefully and have confirmed that it violates our violent criminal organization's policy. (laughs) What does it violate? It just... It just shows a picture of the bombing suspect. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with YouTube, but there is a very... They updated their algorithm. It is fucked it up. To be. There's nothing on there that advocates violence. There's nothing that is pro-Boston Marathon Ooh, bomber or anything You're like making, that. making light so of the whole day in... But yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's... it's I don't know. It's It's... Again, we all know what happened with subreddit surfing getting demonetized. I guess this is probably something similar that happened to the Shuli Network not too long ago, where everyone was kind of like, "Oh, it sounds like a bullshit story." They don't know what it is, but it is. It's YouTube just pulls stuff and shuts down channels, and and they, especially now since they started with the memberships, they've got so many people like dependent on YouTube yeah. monthly, where it's like, yeah, I think now that people will knuckle is, under. That's right. Yeah, it's Patreon is probably the way to go. Well, um, who just said rumble, rumble, rumble over here? The problem yeah. with uh, can I, who was that? No one there, uh, Eugene, the number three watcher, and That's um, our friend JT. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, eventually, I'm just concerned rumble will do the same thing, yeah. Once they start making money, yeah, once they're big, yeah, they're gonna, once they're big, they're gonna have to do the same thing, to. too, yeah. It's it's crazy, but I just wanted to throw that in. I wanted to play the clip, but then I just realized, oh, wait, don't play the clip because. We're advocating violent criminal organization. I don't fucking, it's insane. But yeah. Dr. Steve, thank you so much for taking two hours out of your day, especially before you have to prep for your show. No, and thank you. No, we saved. Great. How many lives did we save by distracting you for two hours? <laughs> and I had Myrtle here the whole time and I didn't even bring her out. So oh, we'll bring on Myrtle the next Stupid time. Thing. That was, by the way, why I got up on stage and threw that puppet into the crowd and said, stupid fucking puppet. Nobody knew why, but that was why, because I thought she was the cause of my friend disappearing. Yes. So have you talked to your friends since then or no? Okay. So everything's good, though, with you. Well, I mean, to me, there will always be a little asterisk there, but I just, um, you know, I love them both. Sure. And I think they were just so involved. I Listen. I had an online romance. I married one of them. Or both. And for a, for a minute, uh, I was thinking, you know, my friends were like, well, dude, you're moving kind of fast, aren't you? And it's like, you don't know what love is. Only oh, we, yeah. only I know. You yeah. you all, you know, we discovered love. And I so, world is the sky and she is the sun. This is, I, this is exactly. I think this that's is ninety day fiance. This is like this is how these people get screwed screwed over so many times because that you're just so in. Yeah, just so well. In. I wrote actually wrote a book about it, and you have um, my hypothesis is that when it's a long distance online relationship, you fall in love with an image that you create in your head because they're not there. So you create this idealized image of them, and that's what you fall in love with, and that's why they're perfect. And uh, when you finally get together, they're either close enough to that so that you can continue, or they're like 90-day fiancé. It's like, wow, I'm getting the hell out of here. So uh, I think that's what was going on. So I've been there. 
I treated my friends kind of the same way back then. And this was, of course, in the 80s when we didn't know any better. But, okay, uh, human nature hadn't changed. So I'm just letting it go, and uh, I love them both. And they both seem very happy right now, so good for them. I have one last text message I forgot to read. Please ask Dr. Steve if he's tried testosterone cream you put under your nuts. Um. No, I, I haven't. Mine is supposed to, I, I do testosterone gel and I'm supposed to do it on uh, the chest and shoulders. Uh, if it is made to go on the nuts, on the scrotum, then do it. But if it's not, then don't do that because it's, you know, some of those things have alcohol in them. It's just irritating. I, I sh- so, but there's nothing magical about putting it next to the nuts. It gets into the bloodstream the same way. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I should, I should warn everybody. I did use that one for a while. For a couple of years, I used the one that you put right under the nuts. Yeah. But it did some very strange things to my dog's tongue. I had to stop. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> All right. And with that, I want to thank our guest, Dr. Steve, at Weird Medicine on YouTube, at Weird Medicine on Twitter. He will be live in a little less than an hour on his channel. Yes. Please go check him out. He's also on SiriusXM. Uh, what time is that show on Saturdays? I don't know. I think it's 7. Sometimes we get preempted during uh, basketball season. So uh, sure. the best way to listen to it is on demand. Or just check out the podcast. I mean, we... Again, the video thing, if I get 200 views, I'm happy. But, I mean, we have a large audience on SiriusXM and in the podcast. Realm, yes. So it's yes, mostly an audio show. I'm trying to learn from you guys how to do some of this, you know, uh, well, if you highfalutin, need- these young people with their video, video cameras. Sure. If you ever need anything, please reach out to me. I will make you whatever you need. If Absolutely. You want yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd like to do more of this. Absolutely. Yeah. This was fun. And you're good. You're you're a natural. You're very talented no. at this, Dr. Steve. And and please sign up to Dr. Steve, patreon.com slash weird medicine. Uh, and like he said, you can hear the show better. Or let uh, me do a cameo for you. I'm the cheapest cameo on cameo. Cameo.com slash weird medicine. I love doing them. Did you just kick me off? Okay. No, no, you're there. Oh, you're oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I, I, I got the old Opie and Anthony vibes. You know, hey, Dr. Steve, what are you doing? And then click. Yeah, no, we are not. Well, PTSD. Click. Yes, a little <laughs> bit of PTSD. Um, yeah, I love doing them. And uh, I, I I did one with Myrtle. The guy said, my wife hates Myrtle, so do it for a really long time. And that was a fun <laughs> one. Yes. And, uh, I'll do whatever. I don't give a shit. I do them for fun. I'm not doing them for money. And every penny that I get from doing cameos goes toward ham radio. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yes, you're a ham it's radio. A good, it's yeah. a good cause. And I, I have committed. Dr. Steve is the one that brought me into this world, and he is the one I will go out of this world with. Uh, I will do my Cardiff Unmasked only, only on Dr. Steve's Patreon one day. Thank so you, sign up friend. now, and I will give... Uh, all the looking history. forward to unraveling this whole mystery it's gonna be fun i won't take the mask off no 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 i'll be unmasked <laughs> right <laughs> uh yeah uh cardiff electric uh cardiff electric on youtube uh yeah, what you'll remember electric. the 90s you'll remember the oh. 90s we had a second show yesterday Taken down on both our channels now so it's only <laughs> available on that you'll remember the 90s yes i edited it on my channel so it might come back up but yeah that's ridiculous. We play all these things, and then you can't play the beginning to a, a theme song for a show. 
that's 20 seconds in a two-hour video it shuts the whole show off but i get it it was our stupid thing we can't play clips we have to figure out how not yeah. to play no more clips on things but uh yeah oh. yo remember the 90s at obnoxious john on twitter at bedabbler on twitter for me subreddit.surfing.com subreddit.surfing.com patreon and stutteringjohnlive.com come see me and maybe some other people uh, march 10th in rochester and stuttering john will be there too are you gonna be there dr steve <laughs> i will not okay it's um i i asked uh vinny when he said he was gonna do it i said just please don't do it the week of the 10th through the 17th and oh there you go <laughs> so, so what are you gonna do depend. Yeah, take, a, take the hint, Doctor Steve. I know. I should have just kept my stupid mouth shut. That's a bummer, actually. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go now that Doctor Steve. <laughs> well, that's my kid's spring break, so. Well, that's fantastic. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much. We will absolutely do this again if Doctor Steve will have uh will be uh you know willing to do it because this was great. This was a lot of fun. This is exactly yeah. what I pictured like a radio show. I've always wanted to do this kind of stuff since I was a kid, like take calls and have a panel and you know yeah. the, the idea of having dr steve on my stupid show all right i'm no, thinking you do maybe, a really good job i'm thinking maybe we have dr steve on our next members only show oh we could do that yeah possibly want to figure that, it all out is that the show where we show our members yeah <laughs> yes. it's only 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 members. showing our members Shake them around. it's just a bunch of penises and maybe one vagina that's it or some of us have both. <laughs> That's true. Of course. Fine. Doesn't make you a bad person. Are hermaphrodites real, Dr. Steve? We need yes. to. Yes. Absolutely. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. In intersex. Absolutely. Frogs. There you go. Anyway. All right. We won't leave. Uh, we won't keep Dr. Steve anymore. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. And as always. Remember to always be dabbling. Hello, everyone. This is your favorite world-famous host, Stuttering John. Thanks for watching Be Dabbling Live with El Hori Blade. Leave him a voicemail anytime and we'll play it on the show. 973-440-9770. Follow at El Hori Blade on Twitter at Be Dabbler. Follow OJ on Twitter at Obnoxious John. Till next time, Be Dabbling. Hi, Brennan. If you guys aren't enjoying this, let me know. We'll do something else.